Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pact, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. Earthpack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Just live. We believe a life is meant to be lived to its fullest potential. In order to do that, you need to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. We founded this community to share what we found as professional athletes that can help people of all walks of life. So you can go out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Just live. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. This is a good one right here. Our guest this week, legendary skateboarder, one of the most iconic graphics and successful Santa Cruz board models of all time. When you think of Santa Cruz skateboards, you think of this guy featured in the legendary film, Wheels of Fire. He quickly became a standout in the industry, but he gave up pro skateboarding lifestyle and went to study business at San Jose State. What an idiot! And in 1993, (laughs) this businessman, visionary, entrepreneur, partnered with Rick Novak and created Santa Cruz Bicycles. Right? That's it. Yeah. In the last 30 years, they continue to be one of the most influential influential and innovative brands in the mountain bike industry. We're pumped and honored to hear his story and everything else he's got on. We welcome Rob. Thanks, you guys. Barn, and we'll get into the nickname later. Roscop. Yeah. Woo! Thank you, dude. Yeah, thanks. Happy, dude, what happy a, to be here. Yeah. What I'm a, a little scared now, though. <laughs> Shit. You know. You guys did your homework. I Yeah. He's the... Uh, investigative reporter yeah okay got yeah. it cool yeah. and and we want to hear about he's these. getting better and better he didn't go to school yeah either and i and i but and i butcher some words sometimes but it's okay don't we all yeah yeah what an honor English is. language isn't uh my strong suit either yeah no. same here um but we're in santa cruz and it's summer it's beautiful my you know technically it's, it's capitola well right? okay yeah. yeah it's capitola this is east side yeah but i'm just saying we're you know we're up here on location. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks it, for inviting No, inviting my us pleasure. Here. I mean, shit. It's gorgeous day. It's a be- yeah. And the swell's coming up. Yeah. But so uh, we pretty we've, cool. We've gotten to surf a couple of days around here. It's yeah. pretty been pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. To, per, take a perfect timing, right? Seriously. To take a trip here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, congrats on everything and let's get into it. Yeah. Thank to, you. Um, I know that uh, you earlier were talking about how where you came from let's start there before we get into surfing oh okay. yeah uh yeah born just outside detroit mount clemens uh, lived there till i was about 12 
Then my dad moved us to Cincinnati when I was uh, 12, 13, and went to high school there, graduated. Uh, never really enjoyed the Midwest, other than for motocross, it was good. And I learned to skateboard there, so that was a positive thing. But And there was a decent scene for a bit, but then it totally died. And Anyway, everything I was into, motocross, BMX, skateboarding, I wanted to always surf, but obviously you can't surf in Ohio. Yeah. Now you can. They're probably making a wave pool somewhere. Yeah. But, <laughs> coming, exactly. coming to a city near you. Right. But, uh, yeah, I uh, was it Christmas Day, 82, saved up 600 bucks from working flipping burgers and wherever, and uh, got on a Greyhound bus and moved out here. Okay, back up, though. When did you find skateboarding? When did you start so skateboarding? So that was 76. Yeah. And what was the skate scene like? Where you grew up, like, was it hard to like, so in, in grab that era? The, that was kind of the, the second boom of skating because the first one was in the early 60s, mid 60s. And fortunately, when I got into it, that you know, they had the urethane wheel with the precision bearing, yeah. Uh, steel roller skate wheels would have sucked. Yeah. I rode one, but I mean, yeah, but when that came out, it changed the, the sport, yeah. And I, I mean, it developed. Very quickly yeah. in five years. So started in 76 and by uh, 80, 81. Every household had it. It went from, much. you know, freestyle ski or skating to uh, pools. They were doing that at the beginning too. But yeah. then it really, you know, the boards got wider and wider and bigger. And then, the, you know, all the tricks, the maneuvers, it just progressed so quickly. Yeah. We we had on um, Herbie Fletcher. I don't know. Oh, I know Herbie. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, he pulled out a photo of a, a a pool in Stanton that he got a photo on in what 63? 63, 63. Skating a pool, bro. How old Herbie now? Seventy something. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty. But impressive. I mean, all our lives we thought that skateboarding and pools started with the Dogtown guys, pretty much, right? They did a gr- without Stesic, they probably wouldn't have, because Stesic was an incredible storyteller and yeah. photographer at yeah. the time, and he did an incredible job telling that story. Yeah. 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 But it was crazy to, you know, Herbie and DB are such forward, innovative, you know, surf royalty. Right. And to, to, to find out that he skateboarded in pools in 1963. Yeah. Like, that's like crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool. But it's interesting, you know, just that era of like, you know, the development of the sport and in and, and the progression and, you yeah. know, it, like you said, it, once it went mainstream, it's, like every household, like every kid had a skateboard yeah, almost. Like exactly. it went overnight. It went. So that's what, when I got into it in 76, and that was the, the second boom of skateboarding. And what kind uh, of skateboard did you have? Yeah, the first one I think I bought was called a Cal 240, which was a <laughs> polypropylene or urethane, whatever, with uh, had urethane wheels, but loose ball bearings. Wow. Yeah. And then I got into like a Logan Air Ski. Yeah. And then So Sims. that first board was a, the plastic one? Yes, plastic. Yeah. Then the, the first good board I have is a... Uh, Logan Erskine. Logan Erskine. Bennett Trucks. Bennett's. And, Road uh, Riders. <laughs> Road Riders, the first one. And then I went to Sims. I liked a lot of the stuff they were doing. Uh, no, I probably won't like that. <laughs> but no, just... And then uh, Santa Cruz came pretty... After the... 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Thing, I was all Santa Cruz. Yeah. I always wanted to ride for Santa Cruz. So. And what was the type of like skateboarding you guys were were doing? Like slow. So it or... was. We had a. It was funny because in Cincinnati we had this backyard pool, but it was weird. It was like uh, teardrop shape, but it, it was like this. Super steep. It, no, it was like no banked ball. around and then round at the bottom. So it was really like a ditch. Mm-hmm. So we skated that because we the old lady uh, friends it. on our skate team just was stoked to have young kids. You know, just to yeah. watch, and we enjoyed it, and it was our deal. No one else could skate it. No one, not too many people knew of it anyways. Yeah, but you had a go-to spot. Yeah, that was our spot, and then there's some ditches and whatnot. But then the skate park thing was, it was already happening, but we didn't really have anything in Cincinnati. But they built one of the best parks uh, of the air in Columbus, and that was Apple Skate Park. And that was phenomenal. And that's where I really, i go up, I would, you know, it's about an hour and a half from Cincinnati. I'd drive... I was about 14 when I started going there, and then I, when I got my license, I started going up there, and then, but that was 79, 81, they closed it. Wow. What, so, was, what was, like, in the park, you know, half pipes? I had a three-quarter uh, pipe. Like, I went into a half pipe. Uh, pump, went three pump pools. Uh, cement. Banked it. Cement it was all pools? concrete. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And we had, you know, all the, the pros of the day. All come through and do signings and uh, they come and you skate with them. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So and back then, when you were younger, did you like seek out Skateboarder magazine or? Oh yeah, that was the Bible because that's you know we were talking earlier about yeah. YouTube. Oh, I'll learn how to do whatever trick, right? Yeah. They had a still photo, and you're looking at the still photo, trying to go, how the. How did you yeah. do that? <laughs> How the fuck did you? Yeah. Did they pull that off, right? Yeah. Right. And so then they started showing sequence photos, and you kind of got it. But it's unlike, yeah. You're, you're, today, the, you're the modern kid yeah. today has, has such a, so a much, huge yeah. advantage. That's why you yeah. see kids at eight, nine years old just yeah. killing it, killing it. Yeah. yeah, your imagination really had a stretch, and and you exactly you, you analyzed every part of the photo to kind of like okay. Body position, arms, like, you know, you're looking at the backdrop, trying to, yeah, figure out what happened. Exactly. It's pretty crazy. How coveted were those magazines to us back then, too? I, I, you know how coveted it was? In, uh, what, study hall at school? Like, and this is what, sixth, you know, middle school, right? Inside the other book? The Val Surf ads. Yeah. Two-page spread. Yeah. Fucking, because I looked at it every day in study hall. I had it memorized. Yeah. The prices, everything. Yeah. That's how into it. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned Val Surf because we interviewed Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah. They're awesome. Did Wally. a lot of demos back in the 80s with yeah. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mark's awesome. It's crazy because he was talking about, you know, how they're the first skate shop. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they're the first like retail order. Like, yeah. Exactly. And mail yeah. Like, they, they were, killed it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, they were the, the, the go-to place. They yeah. always had, I don't know if it was inside, no, it wasn't inside cover, but the first few pages, always a uh, two-page spread. Yeah. Did so. you buy stuff from it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. How funny is that? Because we couldn't like, get it. Yeah. Society. There was no skate shop. <laughs> yeah. So, and to even go one step further, when skateboarding died in 81 and we built our own ramp, the only way we communicated was through letters. And <laughs> we made our own little skate zines, right? Skate so, zines. Skate zines. Yeah. And that's how we communicated. That's, I, all the guys that, when I came out here, that let me stay with them in the beginning, uh, uh, Gavin uh, and Corey O'Brien, uh, Caballero, that's how we communicated. Right. With you know, letters. Phone calls were too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you're you're calling a different yeah. zip code. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You right. Your yeah. Now it's you, kids have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's like what it was for our yeah. parents probably when they were growing up. Long right? distance the, calls. The difference. And you had to get that approved from mom and dad, or you're freaking getting a lashing. But a letter so. is so like intimate and like personal. Yeah. Right. It's out, you you have to go out of your way. Yeah. To write a letter back then, it was like normal. Yeah. But when you think about it, like you really cared about exactly communicating, right? You know, like writing a letter, folding it, putting it in an envelope, putting a stamp on it, going to the fucking mailbox. Yeah. I look forward to going to the post office <laughs> to get the mail. Yeah, that's because so I, you know, I was expecting letters for this because that's how it opened up the world to us. Because shit, that was the only way to communicate back yeah. then. Yeah. And, you know, all these guys all over the country had these uh, skate scenes, right? So the guys that are, you know, the O'Briens and everything, Craig Ramsey, another guy, that's how we communicate. Never met him. <laughs> they let me live with him when I came out here. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I came out that Christmas Day, I took the bus, whatever, and uh, it was the last, I think it was the last Whittier contest. And uh, it was the first contest, I think, Dwayne lost to Tony Hawk. Tony was... Little, you know, yeah, he was short yeah. then, and now he's this big, tall guy. Yeah, but uh, so I needed to ride back up to here, San Jose, and Before, Dwayne gave us a ride in his car. No way, Dwayne Peters. Yeah, yeah. Peter that must have been like that. It was. You met. Your I'll hero? never forget that trip because when we came over the grapevine, you couldn't see ten feet because the fog was so bad, and when you get down towards the valley by Bakersfield, yeah, you couldn't see shit. Yeah. It took us nine hours to get up because of the fog. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And Dwayne was, yeah. So Dwayne, you came Dwayne out. Dwayne. Yeah, you came out to compete. You know, not or, to live. Just, I just, just the live. lifestyle. California was everything. It's not now, unfortunately. So, yeah. Before before you we we leave Ohio. Yeah. Um, did you get sponsored? In Ohio, or I was sponsored by a local skate. Oh, okay, we did have a skate shop. Okay. I take that back. But you know, it was the only one, and it was a guy that sold pachinko. You know the yeah. pachinko machines. Yeah, and was skateboards hustle. was a side hustle. Yeah, and then he made a team, and we did this, and there were some competitions and stuff. But it was long, long, long tramp bike competitions, or no, like, that was know, the long tramp after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was, you know, more freestyle, and if there was a bank, you know, do some Burt, Burt Lemon slides or yes. something like that. Yeah. So, um, what kind of skateboarding were you starting to do? Freestyle and then... You kind of did it all. And, and vert always, skating? What's that? Vert skating? Yeah. yeah. It, well, where you could find it. Yeah. And then we started making, like, the first ramp we made was, uh, like, like, a bank ramp, 45 degree or whatever it was. It was, like, six feet high. And we tore that down, or not, because we built on top of it. We made a transition ramp up with like two feet of vert, oh. nine feet high. 
Yeah. And then that was where I, I skated practice. And then we'd go to the skate park up in Columbus when that opened. And once, after all that was done, we built, a, a, for the time, a decent-sized halfpipe in our uh, backyard. And that's where I skated every day, and I got really good. Yeah. And, it's, it's interesting, you know, Ohio, you think, you know, more organized sports. You don't think like skateboarding or, or yeah, mountain yeah. biking or, yeah. or like motocross or any of these other sports would right. be that, access, you know, accessible. But you... Not like today. Yeah, There's not like, like 4,000 skate parks in the country now. Yeah. yeah. There's way more. Yeah. But when, when I moved out here, I think there was four. There was Del Mar, Upland. Shit, what am I missing? Lakewood Skate Park was around. That was done, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is 82, 83. Yeah, it was Del Mar, Upland. Big O? Big O's gone. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, there's one more, and I can't think of it right now. But yeah, there was nothing. Yeah. So no done. organized sports growing up? or I uh, played uh, ice hockey from uh, ice hockey. 4 till 14. and uh, 4 to 14? Yeah, I played for Little Caesars, which, you know... Uh, uh, pizza, Mike, pizza? Yeah, Michael Illich, the the, the Illiches, they own the Detroit Red Wings, Detroit uh, Lions, and the Tigers, I think. Uh, Michael passed away about four years ago now. Great, great family. So he was, his, uh, he had five kids. Tommy, he was the youngest boy. He played on our hockey team, and Michael was the assistant coach. How he funny. loved hockey. I mean, when they, you know, when they brought all the Russians in when he owned the Red Wings in the 90s, they were... That was the the God Squad. Yeah, it was unreal. Wow, the brawlers. Yeah, well, no, the Russians, the Russians were the best. Yeah, especially in the set, you know, because the, the guy that I forget the guy that coached them. There's that Red Army uh, documentary on I hockey. Have you ever heard about that? No, it's on Apple. Watch, Watch it. it. It's yeah. one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I'm interested. Yeah. So before you moved out here, did you get sponsored by a, a skateboard company or no? Just that shop. Uh, Just a shop. Right before I moved out, I got sponsorship from Madrid. Nice. Yeah. Had that yeah, was, come about? I mean, it, skateboarding was in the toilet at that point. Yeah. I mean, there was the market was tiny. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a couple of free decks. Uh, now, was that um, Apple Skate Park? Is that what it was called? No, that had shut down. It did shut down. Yeah, so this was based off building my half pipe and then through our skate scenes. And then you submit, you know, the photos and... They were seeing, well, holy shit, you know, these guys are doing what we're, they're doing out here. Yeah. Because, you know, we finally figured it out because when all the pros came and visited us at Apple, you know, we quickly yeah. learned how to do shit. So It's funny. It's yeah. like, you know, for surfers, right, when they travel to different countries or third world countries and the kids see them surfing. Right. And, you know, a surfer will leave a board there for a local and then five years later, they're fucking... Yeah. A squad of surfers exactly right yeah. it's kind of like it's that amazing yeah um were you tripping like and, and sad when all those skate parks that came about started you know this the skateboard market oh, yes. scene started i crashing. mean when they closed apple i was just we were devastated devastated huh? yeah so what because it was, was a really good park yeah what was the um was it the insurance uh no skateboarding died just what what killed skateboarding that time Kids got into other stuff, other sports, I guess. It yeah. just, it, it, it was more of a, I don't want to say it was a fad. It just, it's always been up and down. You know, everything yeah. goes, it's cyclical. And that was the, it just went down that time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, well, the economy was shit too at that point, right? The early '80s. It's kind of like really uh, bad. now. Yeah, yeah. That Inflation it, was, you know, fourteen percent or something. Now it's nine, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, the coverage too of, you know, certain sports like skateboarding or, or surfing, or you know, yeah. it has kind of a sometimes a bad, you know, kind of you know notation. It just doesn't look great to the parents, you know. Yeah. So sometimes it just <laughs> It, I don't know. We you were know, punk rockers. Yeah, yeah, like you're an outcast, kind of, and and I think yeah, maybe it's it just gets no. We were the all, we were like, I went to an all boys school in Cincinnati, and uh, everything revolved around a football team. They yeah. were national champs. I don't know how many fucking times, but I didn't give a shit about football. Yeah, because I was skateboarding, and you know, in '79 we got a new wave punk rock. And yeah. People, I was a fucking outcast. Yeah. So, I didn't hang out with any. I did the freshman year a little bit, but after they thought I was too weird or just into stuff they couldn't understand at that yeah. point. That's really what it came down. to. Do you to. remember yeah. what you were into? What bands? Oh yeah. Uh, it, it started off light, you know, new wave stuff, and got like pretty quick into like hardcore punk. Yeah. Yeah. The eighties yeah. was great. Yeah. The eighties were great. Yeah. No, it was like the mute, like the. the it was an explosion of, of there wasn't one music culture. and yeah. music. It was a, yeah. it was yeah. the last. I I I say that you know not because I lived it. I was, I think we were fortunate yeah. to yeah. live through it. It was the last decade of new. Yeah. Because '90s was kind of a remix. Yeah. And now it's everything. It's it's, it's recreated everything it, in the last yeah, forty years. Exactly. Which. Kind but there was sad. You know, you had the new wave. You know, you had you had the. The punk, you had a little bit of early rap. There's so many little right. subcultures that were like all booming. It was know, an exciting you know? time. Really exciting. So did you dress the part? Were you like full oh, yeah. we, yeah. shaved head or, or did you have? Yeah, buzz cut. Yeah. yeah. Dye your hair. Yeah. Twain and Olsen, when those guys came to Apple, that really, everybody was like, it mi- this mimicked what they cool. were doing. <laughs> Leather jackets and sh- uh, oh, cut off shorts. <laughs> and then. In the 80, 81, the, the, the punk scene really grew in the Midwest, underground. I mean, yeah. super underground, but there was a lot of bands from that area. A lot of our friends were in bands and stuff from in Detroit and throughout that whole area of the Midwest. So yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, so I'm trying to, because you're the same era as... Um, a little younger than Dwayne and, and Olsen, right? Or uh, about a year younger than those guys. Yeah. A year or so. But yeah, I was kind of in between. Uh, like like Tony Christian Hawk and, and Tony and were five years younger than me. Okay. So I was kind of, uh, I kind of blossomed a little later, mm-hmm. but that was, I think, more so based on what we had to skate. Yeah. So Madrid was your first, like, Kind of Real sponsor, yeah. yeah. And then as soon as I got out here, uh, and you sent in them a zine and some photos, and that's how you got yeah, sponsored. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's so crazy, right? Like long yeah. distance, like yeah, resume, like right. Yeah. But you have I your mean, portfolio, you, yeah. You know, you had a representative because there was no other way to really, other than the magazine. Yeah, it was. So you wrote them a letter. They wrote you a letter back. Yeah. And they wrote you say, "Yeah, you're on the team." Yeah. Well, you know, here's a couple of boards. And then uh, when How I came, psyched were you? <laughs> I'll be honest. I was happy, but 
I really wanted to ride for Santa Cruz. I was trying to <laughs> ride for Santa Cruz, right? So, but still, like, you're still yeah. stoked, right? Like, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, in my, you know, 19 or whatever, getting free boards. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's, I 13, mean, 18. We, we, we talk about just the importance of getting stickers or free product. Right. And, and, you know, you're so, like, like, like you, you, you made it. Like, talk you're, shit you're, to your friends. Yeah. Like, like you're That's right. Yeah. But fucking, it, all, it was such, for us, it was a, Unlike you guys, see, you, you didn't really, the Midwest was very different at that time because there's no internet and all that shit. Yeah. So like clothing style wise, yeah. we were 10 years back. Yeah. So imagine a oh. punk rocker in the Midwest. Yeah. They fucking, they thought you were from Mars. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. So it was a much bigger deal. To, to be, be different. To be different back there. Yeah. Because it's, you know, America. Yeah. Yeah. America, <laughs> you're in a yeah, you're in a ti- you're in a time capsule back there. Almost. Totally, yeah, yeah. And you know, so once the internet came, it, that's everyone's kind of on the yeah. s- same page, style-wise, clothing, trends, whatever. Yeah, not it was, it was a very different time. God, man, it, it's funny to like think about what how you grew up and that the the times back then. Oh, yeah. what you're what you're describing is like wow, you know. We forget about that, you know. That's you the part about... when we're talking about our kids. You know, it bummed me out because when our kids grew up, it was all about okay, the play date. Because so our kids, we have started having kids in '97. So at that time, you know, anybody because the news, the media would show, oh, hey, you know, this guy in his van is driving around and he's the kidnapping, kidnapping kids, that. right? So the you play date thing came into effect, and I mean, when we were kids. Shit. I get home from school, get on my bike, and I go wherever with my friends around the neighborhood and see a dinner mom. You know, yeah. three hours, she had no fucking idea where the fuck we were. Now we're tracking her kids on their phones, making sure they're at where they're supposed to be. Make, yeah, it's yeah. helicopter parenting. It's it's crazy, but... Plus, the, there's way more predators now, right? I think it's just... I think it's is more known because of social media. Yeah. Like, it just... Right. It gets, the media does not help that, that situation yeah. whatsoever. And the big, the the saddest thing in uh, the homelessness problem, the main reason we have the homelessness problem is because all the mental institutions across the country shut down. Yeah, uh, it, it's about fifty to sixty percent of the homeless need to be housed. Help. Yeah. They need help. Yeah. yeah. Mental. And you know, fucking California or the country, they can't do shit. It's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. It's you go to Europe and I mean. You see it very little there, they, the homelessness, but a lot of other countries do a lot, uh, a much better job of taking care of yeah. people. Yeah, even our veterans and everybody that you uh, know come back with trauma and, yeah. and PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. yeah, and you know it's like how they can't offer you know help and, and make these people better is it's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. But yeah. you know. So going back other, to you know, other first world problems, in Ohio. <laughs> I know, but um, we're on the same page. So you you uh, you were into BMX too, like yeah, with moto. BM, so I probably spent five years bugging my dad to get a motorcycle, and by nine he finally got it. He rode me on the front for a year, and then he let me start riding it. At 10. Wow! And then at 11, what size bike? Like a, a, a CT seventy was the first one. Then we got an SL seventy Honda. And then when I, I think it was 11, he got me an XR75. And I started racing a bit too, so that was fun. I'm yeah. on motocross. But the bike, the 
BMX wasn't even called BMX until '74. I was like I told you earlier, I was yeah. charging the kids in my neighborhood. I'd uh, get some tape and make a course track, and you know, charge everybody a dime. Hustle <laughs> yeah. over here. Yeah. So that was just. I was always into anything with wheels. Wheels, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, so, you had the the land, and you you. Well, Detroit. Yeah. No, well, yeah, I did it. The neighborhood. There was yeah. a bunch of trails at the end of the on one side of the neighborhood. Yeah. But Ohio, you had a, a lot, you know, had a hundred acres to play with, so that was fun. Yeah. So, so you were doing moto, BMX, and skateboarding, and and All hockey, that, and hockey that whole time. Yeah. The but, hockey, I stopped at fourteen because they wouldn't let me uh, move up. Because when we moved to uh, Cincinnati, it was like going from professional to amateur, hmm. and. Uh, I, uh, guys I played with, my goalie for six years was Johnny Van Breesbrock. He's considered the best American goalie ever in the NHL. Hmm. And uh, so a lot of guys went, that I played with went to play pro, and that was kind of where I was going to go. To be a hockey player? Yeah. Wow. Because uh, Illages, they offered me to live with them, and I was 12, though. And I'm like, you don't want to be around my family. Yeah. What so, a trip. That's a big move. Yeah. yeah. You must so, have been, had great talent though if they saw it and they wanted to support. Yeah, I mean, uh, minimum I would have played for a farm team. But most likely I probably would have yeah. played for the NHL. At 12. Well, they saw the, they, I mean, we were national mean, champions twice. Yeah. For your yeah. age group. Yeah, for 9 and 11. So, and then when I was in San Diego, the level was crap. I played for a couple of years and then I had gotten into skateboarding. And we tried to play uh, up a couple uh, age groups and uh, be varsity yeah. when I was 14. So I'd be playing with 18-year-olds, 17, 18. Was it a club? They wouldn't let me. Was it a club? Yeah, we had club a travel, it, travel team. It wasn't like an high school team. No, yeah. no, no. no. So travel. Was a, yeah, so like yeah. soccer and everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Were, were you a good student in high school? Uh, like, did you do well or do you I like did, school? I drove my dad nuts. I just Got did by. what I had to to get by. Yeah. 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 Because I, I always wanted to be out doing, riding bike, skating, whatever yeah. I was into. I yeah. didn't want to be in school. I, school bored me. That was me, though. Yeah. And I, it's hard for me to sit still. I need to, like, even at work, I'd, you know, sit down and do an email or whatever, half hour, I'd get up and then just go check and see how things were going. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. fidgety. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, yeah, I think there's two type of people, the ones that love the studious side of, you know, oh. absorbing, and then there's ones that are creative and, yeah, you my know. My son's like that. Like, I out. don't know how he does it. Yeah. Computer science and uh, mechanical engineer, he can. That's what he does. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I can't. I'm, it, I'm like, where do you come from? Because my <laughs> wife and I are similar in that, you know, we always have to be involved in doing this, that, and whatever. Yeah. He's he focused like crazy and not that we couldn't focus but sitting at yeah, the table other, for yeah eight yeah. hours and yeah yeah other, yeah i mean that's just people you know but every you know different strokes for different folks yeah and it's great you know that's his thing that's cool yeah everybody's got their thing so so you wanted to come to california because you wanted to get lifestyle and yeah. everything i was into was out here always and you were still riding for madrid when yeah, when I came out, yeah. uh, I told my dad, I think it was from 12 or 14, I go, Dad, let's go out to the, the motocross nationals, you know, do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. And he, you know, every year kept going by. I'm like, we're going? 
oh, I got to do this. And I go, yeah. well, when I'm 18, I'm out of here. Yeah. And I was telling them that at 12 and 14. Yeah. And I had to save up money, so it took a little longer. But yeah. Did it at 19. What was your first jobs? Uh, fuck, when I was a kid, 14, or no. Started probably at 10, cutting grass. Yeah. <laughs> and I got allergies. That sucked. I, I cut grass. I'd sit on, you know, those, the, you sit down lawnmower deals. Yeah. John little, Deere's. Little tractor. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Those are- I'd do that for two or three hours. Come home, sneeze my ass off for two hours and I'd take a nap because I was just destroyed. Yeah. But that was my job, right? Then at I 10. went. Yeah. Yeah. At 10, 12. And then uh, when I was about 15, I started like fast food places, working uh, Burger King or whatever. Yeah. And flipping or in pizzas too. Yeah. Whatever it took. When I came out here, I got a job in uh, Willow Glen over in San Jose and uh, at a round table pizza. That was my <laughs> first job. So when you, you're telling your dad you're, you're going to move out here, yeah. was he taking you seriously like or no? Uh, apparently not really. <laughs> and, and then what was your aspirations just to be in the lifestyle? Like not to be a pro skateboarder? Yeah, like, you know, I, hey, I, I'm just going to come out and figure it out. And Exactly. Yeah. I, well, my... The, the, uh, my selling uh, proposition to my parents were, school's cheap in California, <laughs> and, which it was back then. I yeah. mean, you go to junior JC or even state schools, a couple grand a, a year. Yeah. Now it's absurd. Yeah. But, yeah. But that was kind of the thing. And that was the pitch. So, got out here, did, went to that contest, got the ride out with Dwayne, started staying with Craig Ramsey and Gavin O'Brien and Caballero, skating at Stevie's house. Uh, how how much did you save six hundred bucks? He said. Yeah, Rich Novak's partner uh, Fausto Vitello, he owned uh, with Thrasher, Rich Thrasher Independent, <laughs> and uh, Eric, who are both no longer Eric uh, Swenson. They're both no longer with us. Uh, but Fausto saw me at Stevie's, sponsored me for Independent, and he's like, "Who do you want to ride for, Paul or Santa Cruz?" And I'm, you know, I told you I always want to ride for Santa Cruz. So that was it. And then Wait, he introduced me to Novak. So so hold on. Uh, this happened in three months, all this you're shit. You're fucking kidding me. So I moved out here, you know, staying there. And, and you, got, you wrote letters to O'Brien? Or yeah. Corey, Corey O'Brien? Even Stevie, because Stevie was doing skate punk. His little, we all had these little skate scenes. Yeah. That's how we... And that's and how you, you connected up here. Because, I mean, yeah. the skate scene was... Big LA. up and yeah, pretty West, much well, down here, south, it was but it was big here, here too. But yeah, yeah you yeah. had these little hubs in. But that's back to Steph. Santa Cruz. He, he told the story of Dogtown the best, and they win. And yeah, that, yeah. That's why everyone thinks oh, Dogtown here. There was a lot of shit going on up here, everywhere, yeah. and everywhere. Yeah, it just it'd be wasn't sick to, marketed as well as what Steph yeah. did with Dogtown. It would be awesome to hear the Santa Cruz or see a documentary on Santa Cruz or a story like that. Sure. The way the way yeah. that Powell, Stacy Peralta told. Well, they should the, do it on Novak. Yeah, no, Novak said probably one of the most Fuck interesting yeah. lives. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you got you exchanged letters with those guys, and they right. told you, "Hey, yeah, you're gonna Come stay out. with them." Yeah, you know, you can. You know, I was sleeping on couches for yeah. a couple months, so I got that job at Round Table, and I stayed with Ramsey for two months. Was sponsored by uh, by Fausto and Indy. Now. Did you get sponsored just from a contest or? No, we were just sessioning at Stevie's house. At and they fucking put you on. Fausto came down and was just, you know, wow, he had just brought uh, Stevie wrote for Tracker back then. Okay. And 
he rival Fausto. Yeah, Fausto got on Independent, and that was a big deal. Yeah, in our little uh, bubble. Yeah, because it was Bennett before and going, yeah. and then Tracker, and then uh, Independent, Independent became Independent the, became the, yeah. the like the hardcore punk yeah. rock uh, truck. That, yeah. Thing. That was the jam, like when you're a kid, like yeah. You, oh, yeah. independent was like, right. yeah. You're so kidding. basically, what they do is they copied the Bennett truck, the yeah. geometry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The trackers never turned as well as the indie. Yeah. It's so epic. Um, yeah. yeah There's was, was like a. But your association so you, of just hanging out with these guys yeah. got you around the right people. Right. Like, dude, you're freaking rip. Why don't, why don't we hook you up? You must have been up? like amazingly good for that. I mean, at that era, I was, I mean, so they sponsored me on site. So I would talk to Fausto like a couple times a week. And, yeah. you know, he's and like, what, there's the we're Bible of Skate Magazine or Skateboarding Thrasher. Yeah, thr- yeah Skateboarder's gone now. That was action now. And then it was it, by 82, it was done. Crazy. And then Thrasher started in 81. So that was uh, Novak, uh, Fausto, and Eric. And then they brought in Kevin Thatcher to be the editor of Thrasher. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and you got sponsored on the spot that day, and then he's, and he like said, said, "Who do you want to ride yeah. for, Powell or Santa Cruz?" Wanted to ride for Santa Cruz. He did that. So, and as this is going on, then I meet Novak. So this is so beginning of the year with by shit. March. Are you getting paid? No, no. Just like all the free stuff. I need. Yeah. yeah. So by March. Uh, on Santa Cruz, then Novak uh, gives me a job. I'm sweeping floors, doing whatever back at Santa Cruz here. So I move over here in March, rent a room in Rio Del Mar, and uh, start working shop and doing a lot and skating. So I had to work. So Eric, all the other guys, Steve, you know, those guys had an advantage because they, got they were getting paid. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm this unknown guy, right? So I'm talking to Faust all the time. It's like, Dude, you're gonna have to turn pro and just go for it. He was telling you that. Yeah. Okay. So, April they had the first street contest in the San Francisco, and I went to that and I turned pro at that. And turning pro is back that, then, is that just said you're a pro, right? Yeah, exactly. To collect money if you were to make money, is that? Yeah, there was the little prize money. It was shit. What was yeah. what was like the the sponsorship like it was, agreement? Like, hey, we want you to get photos or go to these contests like you know what right that that's how you got into it is based on how well you did a contest so did the street thing uh kind of got screwed at that tommy won at guerrero and uh i always remember him coming up to me afterward he's like you got fucked you should have won this wow i got sixth but no one knew who the fuck i was yeah so after that so that was april i think of 83 and then June of 83, Fausto and Novak and all those guys, they put this backyard jam at Lopes's house in San Lorenzo. And that's where I turned pro on vert, on half pipe. It was a wood half pipe in this guy's backyard. And all the pros at that time, there was probably, I think 15 came to the contest. Yeah. And uh, I got third. That was my first vert pro contest. And uh, from there... I still had to work at NHS, yeah. and I had to work for about a year and a half after that. So everybody is skating every day that was getting paid enough, just to, or they lived at home, because a lot of them were kids still, 15 yeah. or what, right? I'm, so, like, I'm yeah. five years ahead of a lot of these guys. So and that first contest that Guerrero won, yeah. a street 
It was street style. It was the first street contest ever held. And can you, t- like, what kind of street skating was it? Like, so there was, like, uh, some curbs, uh, like a, a ramp. You'd call it a jump ramp. Yeah. 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 But this is, you know, the jump ramp thing didn't really get big until 85, 86. Yeah. yeah. This is just a ramp, and you just go off and launch, do whatever the hell you want. Bonus off or freaking yeah, rail or, right. you know, like... What a trip. Yeah, yeah. and then all in a curb, that was... Uh, I don't even think Gons was at this contest, was he? No, Gons was at Huntington Beach, which was another street contest they had in... It was later in 83, or maybe it was January of 84. That's yeah. when Gons kind of came onto the scene. It was just you know, like this little rug rat, Gons, I think he was... 15 maybe 16 yeah just dirty and but the kid just i mean yeah really. yeah Un, unreal what was the vibe at like these events was it like they market it like was there a bunch of people there was it a scene it was like, all with just in, in the kind of industry the crowds were tiny tiny yeah, yeah. it was it, just the the core core score just try to build skating back up, up somewhere, right right yeah. and that really what helped skating kind of Get into the mainstream light was Back to the Future in '85. <laughs> it's the that, same thing with surfing. You that's know, so like, rad yeah, we said that because we talk about like when when like, Hollywood, ho- yeah, embraces, amplifies yeah, the, true. Cause the sport or culture. There's no internet, right? So yeah. that's the Back only the way. Yeah. You sure it wasn't Team Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was after, right? Yeah, yeah, that was after. You're right. How hilarious, because yeah. you know, back in the day. And the summer created a bunch of the aspirational surfer, you yeah. know, oh. the nomad, the travel, the this or that, you know, like yeah. it brought surfing on the map, of the on exactly. the map globally. And I didn't even watch that movie until I moved out here. Yeah. And I, hands down, it's still one of the best movies. Yeah. Made. And, and like, even with like skateboarding, Dogtown, that right. the, the, the Hollywood one, yeah. that kind of put vans back on the map, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah. it's funny how you say Back to the Future because yeah. I've never really thought about it, you know. Because skateboarding, yeah, it, it's had these big, you know, spikes and, and crashes. Right. Um, and luckily, it, it it hasn't like crashed the way it. No, it's it's, yeah. it's it's definitely it, it was like this. Yeah, and it's like this now. But yeah. how the highs and lows, the valleys are, you know, peaks how and valleys. How lucky! Podcast, no one can see me doing that. Yeah. How lucky! Yeah, so I'm like the highs and lows of the industry over the decades. Is, yeah. How minimal. lucky were you that you somehow got in contact with the O'Briens, and then in the span of you said what three months, you're fucking sponsored and yeah. working for yeah. Santa Cruz. No, it was any crazy. So that after that first pro contest. All the guys I'm skating with, you know, well, hey, when you get your own model, right? So that went on for a year. And then June, I think, of 84, my model, the first model came out with that bullseye with the hand coming Yeah. Out. Wow. Who, who designed that? It was my concept. I had a local uh, friend draw it up. And then when we went into it, Jim Phillips was doing all the graphics for Jim Santa Phillips. Cruz. Jim's did his, Jim did his... Uh, touch to it put his touch to it yeah, yeah. and then he came but you, up you conceptualized the, the first one yeah yeah and then the and what how series. did you come up with that that like um, the hand coming out of the Black Flag album with Henry Rollins yeah 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 punching the glass yeah yeah kind of like that 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 glass That's shattering true. so the bullseye I always liked it because it's it's like the Swiss flag I think the Swiss flag Lucero used the, yeah. the, the cross yeah it's, 
Iconic. You can see it yeah. anywhere, yeah. right? It just yeah. pops. You yeah. always remember that. And the bullseye to me was kind of similar, but I always like uh, uh, the 60s artist uh, Ratfink. Mm. Uh, what, what's the artist's name? Is it Rafink? His name? I, I think it's, yeah. You know, the guy yeah. drew the monsters on the hot rod with the yeah, yeah, yeah. shifts and stuff like that? Yep. I always like it. So that brought that look into the bullseye when that was the creature yeah. coming out. And Santa Cruz had so many iconic graphics. graphics. Yeah. You're just like, you <laughs> know? Sure. You know you, the you screaming see, hand. I think this Who's day. with screaming hand? So that Jimmy Phillips came out with that. Okay. Yeah. But who's pro model? No, it wasn't pro model. That it was, was just speed Jim wheels. For the, oh, for, speed for wheels. the wheels, right? Yeah. So going <laughs> going to your pro model, that's how you make money, money. right? Was so there... I'm still working, and by '85, I was making enough off the royalties of the board, so I didn't have to work anymore. That I could start skating full time. Yeah. I mean, I was still skating as much as I could, but if you're working eight hour, you know, yeah. a day, that's when everybody else is skating and yeah. I'm working. It, you know, I had to go out in the evening and at night. With your peer group and these guys that have other pro models, did you kind of have an idea of like what you could make on a on a deck? Like, hey, we're making, you know, was there anybody communicating? Were you just like, yeah, we talked about it, but I, you, who knew? It yeah. wasn't anything I've ever been in, involved with. It was never chasing the dollar. No, it was about being able to being cool and live and do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, not have to work and live your and that you know to be honest that so. This the contest was what got you kind of the okay from your peers to turn pro, turn pro, yeah. and be there. And then I quickly learned after that it wasn't Huntington Beach, but it was at uh, Mission Beach. This was eighty. That's dog. Eighty five uh, at Mission Beach at Hamels. They had the midnight surf contest. So it, it was a midnight surf contest. So. Uh, Jamie Mouseberg, him and I became really uh, tight friends and whatnot. He set it up with Hamels, and they put this half pipe in, right? The Midnight Surf Contest is going on at the same time as the Del Mar Contest. And I'm like, hmm, 10,000 people at the demo Midnight Surf Contest, plus there's a lot of hot-looking girls, <laughs> or going to Del Mar where there's, you know, maybe 100 people, and it's a contest. It's easy. Yeah. And being a, doing demos like that, that's what sells skateboards. Yeah. Smart. Not a contest. Yeah. Contest. Fuck off. No yeah. shit. Do a cool trick. At least here in front of That's how we're going to relate. And that's yeah. where I wanted to go with yeah. this whole thing. It's really about hanging out with, you know, the friends and, yeah. you know, kids that want to skate with you and being cool and just yeah. having a good time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when that's what helps sell the products. So when you started talking about getting aboard... Uh, through Santa Cruz, right? Yeah. What What was those conversations like? Like, did you bug them, or did, did they say, "Hey, well, you're I earning was, your you're I was, earning what, it now"? Twenty one, about at that time, and it was my peers telling me, "Hey, you should be getting aboard. What's That's up?" Cool. And then you know, I was maybe a little of an asshole, so I kept pushing Novak. Go, yeah, you gotta make a board. Why, why aren't we doing a board? Yeah. So back then, uh, a, you know, six months felt like a year. A year, right? <laughs> Not like now. I thought COVID would change all that. Yeah, time would slow down, but it sped up some, yeah, for yeah. some weird reason. I think as you get older, right, time just it's, flies by. Yeah, it's a bummer. So, anyways, yeah, <laughs> uh, 
then uh, we got the board and then you know back to the future came out the following year and then skateboarding went like this and it was a great ride yeah. so it's with everything in life it's timing yep so did you have very to, lucky did was there like a standard royalty for each pro or yeah it kind of the going rate was uh, a buck of a buck aboard. A buck aboard. Yeah. Uh, the pal guys were they they went off of a percentage I think so it was a little different because they were getting paid for t-shirts and everything so they just gave them a percentage of all their sales. Got it. But I mean to this day, so it's been shit. Now I'm old. Uh, Thirty five years since I retired from skating, <laughs> I'm still getting royalties. <laughs> Good for you. What? You get some because re-releases and yeah. that's fucking epic. This this year it doesn't expire. I, I it's made a lifetime. I made more money in one month than I did when I was skating. Dealt twice the amount. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was calling Rich and going, "What the fuck are you guys doing? How how is this even?" The silver lining in COVID was skateboarding, the surfing, guys collecting the hard goods because all the guys from our era, yeah. Huge with yeah. collectors, yeah. The, the nostalgia, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, about 15 years ago ish, I remember getting emails from people just reaching out of the blue Hey, you got any decks you want to sell? And I'm like, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, because I was kind of I was so focused on building the bike business and doing that. And I go, Well, what are you guys selling for? And I started looking online, and the decks they were asking for, they were selling for like four grand. I'm like, uh, no, I'm keeping all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two boards from, uh, they were the like pre-production boards. Yeah. Uh, shape, and the graphic was, we cut a screen from the guy, it wasn't Phillips that drew it, my friend, and we screened two boards. One I skated at a contest in uh, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, at Kona Skate Park. Yeah. And I kept the other one in a plastic bag. Never skated it. It's wow. Idiotic. And the one that I skated is in the museum at NHS. That's freaking epic. Uh, Those things are worth serious six figures. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. What, um, do you remember getting a shot in the mag? Your first shot or? Shit, yeah. What was the first one? Because that's always. I think it was a, the street contest. Yeah. I think. Like a little one? Yeah, it wasn't. Maybe it was a seat. I was. It was funny because uh, Mofo, the photographer for Thrasher, uh, he was showing some stuff from that contest actually. And there's a photo of about six or seven of us. Some guy like maybe it was a Cadillac or a car, and they're sitting up with their backs against it. Billy Roth and uh, Craig Ramsey, I think. And then I'm over here. I'm just barely in the photo. And I'm like, Mo, you got any uh, photos? Because they put a sequence of me doing a, a 180 boneless off that jump ramp, let's call it, at that time. Yeah. And I think that was in the mag. I think that was one of the first, if not the first uh, yeah. picture. So, yeah. Mag magazine shots live on forever. You know, well, not yeah, anymore because there's weird. no magazines, but, like, that is, I mean, you know, that's big. That's a huge milestone a, yeah. in, in a pro career, right? The, the coolest thing, though, for me, which was fucking over the moon what year was that? I think it was 86 we were the first skateboard company to put a full page skate ad in Surfer in Surfer? yeah oh wow because Novak was tight with P uh, PT Peter Townsend yeah 
and uh, he was working for Surfer at that time. And uh, well, everybody surfs the gap. Or maybe it was surfing. Is it surfing or surfer? PT he works for surfing. Surfing, yeah. surfing, surfing. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. right? But yeah. still, I mean, you know, there was surfer and surfing yeah. at that time. Yeah. And if you're, yeah, I was like, you know, that that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you moved out here in the California lifestyle. Were you were you still continuing to like BMX or uh, BMX Moto? No, I didn't anything touch BMX. else. Moto, I got into in the late '80s again. Started racing a bit. Yeah. Um, and of all the sports I did, that's funny. That's the one sport I can hop on a motorcycle and you're connected. I feel instantly going like riding skateboarding. A <laughs> in, a, in a way, yeah. But skateboarding, oh my god, it's brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Right? I skated up until a lot until about ninety five, and then the business just was. I couldn't. I was so busy yeah. building that out and uh, getting back on a board when you haven't skated. I. Salva, Steve Allo came up in 2000 when they opened the Vans Park here at the Great Mall. And uh, I hadn't skated in five years, really. So he got me back on the board again, and then I started going once a week. And it took me about six weeks to get to the point where I was having fun. Yeah. But, man, it's brutal. It's Fall, crazy you, when you stop Yeah, that's how, how it, fucking yeah. it, it, the wheels come off. Well, it's Right, it's, I mean, surfing's the same way. Yeah. It's the same way. So like, I started skating a little bit just to get my balance back, so I could surf. Cause yeah, it wasn't so much that I really want to skate. I, I which I I love skating, but falling at my age now, oh, dude. Yeah, it hurts. Bones are brittle. It takes too not just brittle. It's like dent, like you're dense. Like you don't have that like tuck and roll out of things. Yeah. like the sensitivity yeah. of like you're a lot stiffer. <laughs> yeah. So when when did you pick up surfing? Like out. You know, right when I moved here, right. Santa Cruz, uh, so got that room, rented it, and then uh, I moved in with uh, Keith Meek. And Keith Meek? Real, literally a b- couple blocks down on Depot Hill here, his mom uh, rented a room to me, and I learned to surf right out of Capitola. Nice. And that was 83. Yeah. What? Who Did somebody teach you, show you the ropes? Or no, I just picked up a board. board and, yeah, just... Longboard, shortboard? Uh, it was... Like a six eight, I think at yeah. the time. Yeah. So I started out with shortboards, and then, like I told you uh, earlier, I kind of gravitated towards the eggs at the time because they were seven four, but you could sit out another fifteen feet or so and get more waves. Yeah. Yeah. And you could still do tricks and stuff on them. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially around here, where you have like kind of those. Not, you know, tons of points, slow but slow rollers, yeah. and, you know, and you got the kelp, you know, like, you and yeah. you got to compete against everybody else that's on a lot of longboards at a lot of the But it wasn't so, that crowded back then, right? Oh, Not, it, it, well, so I lived, I had a condo right on 41st by the hook, and, uh, I mean, just walk out the door and down the cliff, and yeah. I surfed there a lot, but to that point, you know, the little kids were being snotty little bitches, and <laughs> it just, I, I got tired of dealing with little bastards that yeah, just, yeah there was no respect yeah and you know so I just, I, like that kind of killed it for me so yeah. plus I was racing mountain bikes and doing that and then I started the mountain bike business and, yeah. yeah so go, going back to your pro career you wanted to I know you didn't do it for money right but you, you kind of had to promote yourself yeah well once you're in that I mean, it, I call it my second childhood, because 
I can, you know, what, from 19 to 26. You traveled? I, you know, I had to work for a year and a half about with NHS, and then once I could live off the royalties, I traveled around the world and got to skate, wake up, oh, what am I going to do today? Well, yeah. Surf, surf, stop, skate, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or I got to go to oh. Europe or whatever and do the Mrs. tour. Day. So how? <laughs> it's pretty fortunate. I'm pretty yeah. lucky. That, yeah. You know, yeah. That's my point. Well, what about like, so that, that movie, uh, Wheels of Fire, like you were only out here less than a year or about a year when no, that? No, we did the video in 86, I think. Okay. So. Yeah. And that, yeah, Dietrich did that and. Scott Dietrich. Yeah. Um, that kind of pissed me off. Because we, at that point, uh, at Great, or, uh, what was it called? Raging Waters, the water park over the hill. Yeah. They built the biggest ramp in the world at the time. It was a, like the shape of a boomerang. Wow. And we were skating at session all the time. And I was learning a lot of tricks. And I learned a lot of new tricks to put in a video. And he's filming them. And then when it came to editing, he Can't didn't put him, put him in, and I was just like, oh. So when they did the, what was it, was a follow-up after Wheels of Fire, there was whatever, the next one. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be in it. Wow. So I, I just did a little bit in it. I was yeah. pissed. That's Because I worked he had really hard to learn that shit. And he and had his favorites or just like time no, limits, just, just, just whatever. It's like, Scott's a nice guy, yeah. but if you... Can't re- if you don't do it, you can't really relate yeah. at the level and the complexity, the difficulty of what we were doing. Yeah. And he, w- yeah, yeah, put in air shots, which great we, air shots went up, but there was more technical stuff we were doing. Yeah. And that wasn't seen. And yeah. well, it's a bummer when you feel like you put something together. Yeah. Exactly. Skateboarders are fucking really particular, right? For sure. More yeah. so than than. We're, we're anal bastards. Yeah, you so. guys are kind of gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> You're but very opinionated, and if you really yeah. want something, you you want it. You yeah. know? Especially yeah. if you deserve it, yeah. right? Well, I don't know about the deserving part. It's just... You work hard, and you want it, right? Yeah. I, I could relate. I You know, filming was kind He's of... He's always making this about... No, it was kind of part <laughs> of the deal, and I would... I knew I had a lot more footage or yeah. better footage than others that were in the movie and I you know it's just sponsors favorites who's you know yeah. it's there's a lot of moving Everything parts to political. it political yeah, everything's and, political yeah. you know again yeah. you can't rock the boat because it's like my livelihood and I'm like you know I don't want to be I just, you know got so going back to I guess I know but it's <laughs> but I was being happy to do it you know to be able to do that and live that lifestyle Fuck I yeah. mean dude, dude so how funny like here you are Three weeks into it, and then in a year into it, you're a fucking professional skateboarder, right? Did did your parents like go, whoa, what the heck? Oh, that, that's actually funny that you bring it up. Yeah. Because hey, what happened to school? Called, when I first moved out here, my dad yeah, was what happened to school? Yeah. <laughs> Not, you know, it was funny because everything happened so quickly. But, you know, every week we do a couple hour call, right? And he's like, so how's it going? Need money? Next week. Need money? No, I'm all good. Because, you know, to your doing point, it, skaters yeah. are fucking focused. And I'm yeah. like, I'm doing whatever it takes to make this work. Yeah. And uh, and then when the board came out, I'd send him boards and a uh, shit ton of stickers. And anytime he saw, you know, because skating was starting to boom. This is 84, 85, 86. It's yeah. just taken off. Yeah. He sees a kid skating down the street. He stops the kid and goes, here, you want some stickers? 
So they were son. super proud of it. Yeah. That's cool. And then when I was making money, it, trippy. How do you get paid? Yeah, it's, you know what? Yeah. Our generation's the first generation that can relate to it. Whereas our parents had no fucking idea yeah. and could not relate whatsoever no. because it didn't exist in yeah. their generation in their life up until and, that point. Yeah, you're right. And like, like, so and now our kids yeah. are skating and we're like, yeah, you know, we totally get it. It's understood. Yeah, yeah. That they era, had no idea. That era's eighteen. You get out of school. You're either in the army. You go. Yeah. You go get a trade. You get married. Have kids. Like you, yeah. you know, they're it, you're they're, working uh, for a living. There yeah. was no exactly. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, this is like, you know, I, I get to be a kid for a while. Yeah. I told my parents, I'm like, I'm going to be a pro surfer. And they're like, you, what? that's not a thing. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I'm making a thing. It's going to be a smoking? thing. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, you're, you're, what your dad's thinking is like, holy shit. Like, yeah. he said he's going to go out there. Yeah. And he's always, you know, he's skateboarding. And then he turned a hobby into yeah. a career. Yeah. You know, like, that's pretty mind blowing to, and, and there's not very many people that get to do that. I mean, you know? Know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Proud that's is one fun, thing. Very fortunate. Yeah. Which you know, hey, you got a you got a special skill. You're you know you you carved your own niche, but like you never had to borrow money. You worked your butt off, and you know that shows a lot of integrity about like just you as a person. But the parents, like, yeah. like you said, every other week, hey, you need money. Like, how are things going? Yeah, like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Like. Yeah. How how like funny is it? You're probably like on the phone. Nope, I, I'm good. I'm good. Nope, I'm good. Oh yeah. And your dad's at that just point, like, uh, yeah. At that point, it was like you know, there's no way I'm gonna take a cent from you. Yeah. Although he did he did one thing and then I took it. Well, I flew back uh, in '84 at Christmas because it was a year since I'd seen him, and uh, he got this piece of shit '69 Camaro. Bitching Camaro. It was a pile of shit. But he said it was sound and everything. I don't know. Anyway, so I take that, and the plan is I fly back, have Christmas, and then I drive the car down to Florida because there's a contest in Florida. And then from Florida, we drive out to California, and you know, we stopped in Texas and skated there and just all these other spots. Did he buy you the Camaro? Yeah, but I mean, it was like 700 bucks. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's the only thing I took from him at that point. But by the time I got to San Diego, the bearings, the shaft, it's two grand I had to put into the fucking thing. More than the car's worth. <laughs> well, at least you made it there. Yeah. And then right it's as I America. got up, I sold it to my old roommate, and he fixed it up because he liked the car. I just, it wasn't my thing. I was yeah. just happy that, you know, it was nice. That yeah. It was a gift, right? Yeah. But as soon as I saved up enough money, I got a new Toyota truck because I was, after the experience of that yeah. and... I'm stuck in San Diego. Yeah. What the fuck am I going to do, right? Never going to go through that. I'm again. buying something new that's going to fucking reliable. Not have to work it reliably. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you had to do a lot of traveling, you know, at that time, you know, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and then what was what was the, you know, the skate scene blowing up? What was the international market? You were starting to travel like... So they were country? behind probably a year or so at that time. Because, I mean, like I said, there's no internet. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was up to... There were local scenes or, you know, distributors and whatnot around various countries to promote the sport. And so we would fly over, do tours and a bunch do of demos. Do some demo signings. Oh, we, yeah, it was... Party? Uh, you know, yeah, wild times. <laughs> you, so you could still get away with it. You're a celebrity. Yeah. 
So, I do show up. And well, to, you know, to a that small group, but, but still. So when, when you, because I, I, I think that's awesome. And, and you, you got to travel on other people's dime for the most part too, right? Yeah. Like and Santa I, Cruz. And now I've done, I, so I got to live off uh, Novak's dime. And <laughs> then the, my race team, when we did the syndicate, everybody got to live off your dime. dime. So <laughs> pay it for it. Circles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Paying it for But I mean, all of a sudden, here you are, a pro skateboarder, right? Yeah. And traveling the country, then traveling the world. I mean, we, did you start picking up other sponsors too? or? Yeah. So, well, we talked about uh, Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny Kwok. Danny Kwok. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how that transpired. I, I think I reached out to them because I was. Always a huge fan. Did, of did you send him a zine? <laughs> no, no, no. This was after the fact because I was already pro. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how that's. I, I don't know if he even remembers. I doubt it. Anyways, we'll ask him. Quicksilver, yeah. but so Quicksilver and then uh, Lance got picked up and then, but that was short lived because uh, we went over to Hawaii in '85 and Rob Burns, the owner of Locomotion, uh, we were doing demos for stores I think it was and that's how we met and uh, and I got sponsored by Locomotion wow. no way for clothing for clothing okay yeah like how quick was Quicksilver real, real quick yeah so Quicksilver only lasted maybe a year and then I, I told Danny I go hey these guys are going to pay me because it was free clothes from Quicksilver yeah. which yeah. I was more than happy about yeah but then you know skateboarding was really uh, growing yeah. at that time and yeah lo- lo- we were getting paid then yeah. so yeah. it's like okay I, you know Locomotion yeah. was a big deal. Town and Country, Blue yep. Hawaii, like those were the three staples. Oh God, God yeah. So and Rob let us stay at his house. He, Rob's a really down earth guy. Really, uh, has lost touch. I, shit, I can't remember the last time. It's probably been thirty years. Wow. Yeah. Did, Did you he, do some he surfing? Still, he sold the company, right? I don't think. Yeah, I think Locomotion's owned by a Japanese company. The last time I heard of yeah, Locomotion, okay. I'm not sure. Minami Corporation. This yeah. is the one that All right. owned so, it. Yeah. Anyways, Rob's a great guy. Uh, yeah, so we did that for 85, 86. And then in 87, uh, Mike Crookshank. Crookshank? Gotcha. Gotcha. Holy shit. So it can't, that was pretty cool because... They were edgy we, and they were... Yeah, we did Bash. Well, that came out... Oh, Bash. In 88, I think. Maybe 87. I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, we went down to do a photo shoot at Gotcha and... Uh, Shane Horan. It was me, Shane Horan, and Wow. Oh uh, Fucking trip, right? Yeah. Pots. Pots. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like I And I was kind of you know And Bash was, was their pot. skate kind of yeah, edgy. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it was like, wow, these are the you know These are the most surf guys. Yeah. Gods. The big surf. Yeah. Right, it was cool. Uh Martin was Pots was really so freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah, what I, didn't really, I hung out because I, I done another. I did another demo with Pots later on up here with Kelly. Uh, Kelly on the Michael beach. Michael yeah, yeah, on yeah. the beach. Yeah. Um, Ain't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, he, he's a he's a cool guy. Like he's still around the scene, right? Is, yeah. Is he judging or? He was announcing, but he, I think with COVID, like it kind of switched around. Yeah. But he was one of the WSL commentators for for yeah. a number of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. That was how that long was did cool. you ride for Gotcha for? Till eighty, probably two years. Yeah, about that. Yeah. How funny! And that was eighty nine, so 
that was kind of skateboarding starting to die, die go, down again. Die down again. Yeah. yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what was your biggest check from, or the first big check that you got from uh, royalties? Where you were like, fuck! <laughs> well, it was, it was enough to pay rent and not have to work. You know, it wasn't a lot, but it was enough. A couple I mean, grand. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I saved a lot because the sales guy, uh, Dave McIntyre, who's recently passed, uh, he had a condo, the one at the hook, and he gave me a deal on it. And this was what, 80? That was your first that home? That was my first home. That was 86. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the, uh, like, the program for, like, your your skate models? Like, did every year you get a new graphic, or is it twice a year? We were doing every six months. Every six months. Wow. You were able to put out a a new graphic. We were the first guys to uh, do a series. Oh, really? We had done that. That was our deal. You guys introduced that. Yeah. And those are, like, works of art. Is yeah. Yeah. I'm still fighting with Novak over the... The original drawings that uh, Jimmy did. I go, those are mine. <laughs> He's like, I think you did okay, bro. <laughs> Rich has done really well. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so these clothing companies were paying you too. Yeah. So it was you get a check from independent. Well, I, so Fels and I had a love hate relationship, and uh, anyway, so I went from Indy to going for a bit then the impulse trucks which was another startup uh it was short-lived and then i went back to indy yeah but uh yeah anyway yeah but it's cool Love also but we yeah. butted heads and we we butted heads sometimes yeah. Yeah. yeah well it it's crazy how much came out of this scene here you know what i mean out of santa cruz oh, like crazy it's funny because because thrasher magazine is the biggest yeah. and the longest standing right. you know it's but, the Bible of skateboarding. So, yeah, that really cemented, this, it did a great job for skateboarding. And what a lot of my friends at the time, Tony Roberts, all the TR, guys TR. here. Yeah. So Tony was doing all the films, you know, he was filming a lot of, of skating and surfing. And the local pros at that time weren't getting any love from surfer or surfing in the magazines. But the energy was... You know, the talent's huge. Yeah. But it was more of a political thing. And then I forget who broke out from here. Was it Flea? Or who's before? Around that time. Yeah. Was the, or, or Peter mid-90s. Mel, Flea. Peter, mid 90s. Yeah. yeah. Rufo. Um, they finally, and, and Rufo, yeah, they finally Rufo, started getting Gally. coverage. Gallery. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, TR. Could have been Gally, PT. Uh, yeah. PT influence, maybe too. Yeah. We you used know? to hang out, all those guys. It was. But it, it really Santa Cruz, it didn't happen until the '90s. It should have happened in the '80s. Is kind of my yeah point because the talent was here. They yeah. just didn't want to acknowledge it, which kind of sucked. I thought. Yeah. Well, I was telling you we interviewed that guy Sean Dollar yesterday, yeah. and as we're talking to him, and he's bringing up you know names of the you know past right. heroes here, and you're just like, holy shit! Like, yeah. there's a lot of fucking talent that comes out of here, and we're. We're talking about talent, right? And yeah. Santa Cruz, Huntington Beach, San uh, Clemente. Right. You know, those three hubs have produced a lot of surfers, like yeah. pro surfers, like world-renowned exactly. surfers. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, but yeah, Thrasher Magazine, um, 
you said you traveled the world from like probably you were from, like 26 yeah by 26 I was pretty much uh, retired <laughs> from professional skateboarding yeah and I, I was starting to race mountain bikes then and I started going back to night at night school. I finally went to school. Okay. At the JC here, Cabrillo, and uh, <laughs> yeah, then we got married. I got married in '92, and uh, so were you and socking away? Then I was working back at NHS for a bit, and then Novak's like, "What are you doing about doing mountain bikes?" And I'm like, "Oh, let me do some research and do it." And I'm like, well, "Let's do full suspension because that's the future." And that's what we did. We found a local designer, one of my other friends, uh, Mike Marquez. And I worked with Tom, the designer of that, made the prototypes, and we were off and running. And then right before we uh, got our first shipment of bikes, we found a, a manufacturer, uh, a vendor in uh, Control Tech in Washington. They made the first hunter. So we got them in, and then we hired, uh, brought in this partner, Hans, who was Keith Bontrager. If you know bike stuff, Bontrager cycles. Who was in the cannery? So Bontrager was there. We had our little. We started out with eleven hundred square feet, right? And then blew up. Blew it up. So, what was like your racing mountain bikes are super involved? I had to figure out something to do. And you're you're only like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Kind you're of only twenty six for a job. Yeah, you're only yeah. twenty six. Got married at twenty eight, and yeah. then it was on. So as you're winding down your career in skateboarding, right, um, and you, you, you go back to school. And go what? back to school, race some motocross a little bit. and uh, Like motocross? Into, motocross, and then yeah. getting in, really getting into mountain bike, and then started racing mountain bikes. Adrenaline in 90, in 91 to 92, I got sponsored to race mountain bikes. Or not, yeah, 92. Did one, I was, the year I was married, but I had already committed to it. And did race cross country at the time. You got to put in the hours and the time, right? So you became fitness. a professional. Not a professional. I I, I got a raced expert, which okay. was like back. There was pro and expert, and then in mountain biking and beginner, right? Okay. But expert was hard. Pro was yeah. That wasn't going to happen because I just uh, I just got married. I needed to bring home some money. Yeah. yeah. So I did that for just one season. And any, then we started the bike company after that. Any injuries along the way through skate or, or mountain biking? Because, I mean, mountain bike, both Mount, are gnarly. Uh, skating was much better to me than mountain biking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mountain biking. What? I mean, <laughs> skating, I broke my tib and fib clean through uh, in my uh, wife's uh, parents' backyard. We had a little mini ramp, and this was 88, I think it was. Oof. And it was... In the middle of your I was doing career. a trick and then reverting it, coming back in, my foot slipped off and just folded and just... <sighs> so I was in a cast up to here for five weeks and then one down here for four because he said it was such a clean break. I could plate it and you'd be up and running in a month, but it's going to be better if you let it heal normally. Yeah. What but a it trip. was nine weeks in a cast. I used to... <laughs> so I had a cruiser bike, right? And I put a toe cut. It was my left ankle so there, the straight and pedal with one so i get on the bike <laughs> and people you would they'd shit themselves like i'd be cruising around checking the waves on point and i got a toe clip on this and i'm and this is on the handlebar like this with a cast <laughs> up to here and i'm doing this right and people will drive by just going 
What is this guy doing? Fuck? Yeah. You're like, dude, I'm not sitting on the couch. You're lucky you didn't more eat day. shit because you're clipped in, you said, right? Well, it was you're, a toe clip without the strap. Just okay, so, so I could just, have yeah, some, yeah, yeah. something to push against. You could take it out easily. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, no, I, I never ate shit, actually, so that was good. <laughs> yeah. But then I got into uh, taking, I bought a video camera and started shooting my friend surfing and got into shooting video a bit. Because mm. I had to do something to keep your video. Yeah, I was going nuts. Oh. I couldn't sit still. So, mountain biking was your next occupation, career, the next step. Hobby. Yeah. Well, hobby, but it was a hobby that turned into my professional career as a a businessman. And Novak's always been my mentor. Yeah. So when the whole skating career, I'd go all the trade shows, and I, I I mean, I started out sweeping, cleaning toilets, sill screening, shipping. Fucking awesome. I learned everything from Rich and uh, Pumarda at, at Santa Cruz Skateboards. And uh, and then the bike thing started. Yeah. Rich, and you know, presented the idea. I did the research. And then uh, my friend and I, Mark, uh, Mike uh, Marquez, we found the local designer and kind of pushed it from there. And we had the 1,100 square foot space in Novak's warehouse. And... The rest were of the history. Were that, they yeah. doing? Was Santa Cruz doing surfboards prior to the mountain bikes? When did the surf? Surfboards. Well, so yeah, I mean, Novak did. He didn't make them. Yeah. He wrote them. He's been surfing forever, but uh, he owned the Santa Cruz surf shop, and they didn't really start doing the actual surfboards till later nineties with Wingnut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Two thousands. And and yeah. Archie had a model. Archie was, wrote yeah. for him. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I, they were like I just I couldn't remember the dates. I'm like man, they were, I remember them in the nineties, right. but I don't know. If it was, yeah. It was two thousand. Late. I thought. Late. Yeah. Early. Because Wingnut was part of that, and that lasted up until when, twelve maybe two thousand twelve. Mm. Yeah. Ish. And they were like uh, composite boards. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, CNC stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when, when, so Novak was the one that can kind of brought that idea to you. Yeah, because I got him into riding mountain bikes. Oh, okay. And he's like, "There's a market here." Yeah, and uh, it's funny because Tracker Trucks, uh, Larry Balma did a, I think it was a Tracker, did a deal with uh, this guy that did Mammoth mountain bikes, and I saw them at a uh, skate surf. Uh, what is it called the trade show yeah ASR ASR yeah. Uh, back in the later 80s and they were really nice frames and whatnot, and that kind of stored that in the back of my head a bit yeah and I always remembered that but they didn't they didn't make it there's a lot of guys it was like the gold rush in the early 90s mid 90s for the for mountain biking and, yeah. yeah because full suspension or suspension and then full suspension really was in its infancy and it really started taking off and now it's everything's suspension full suspension pretty yeah much. so you and that Mar- martin marquez yeah, Mike put it all together I, and we yeah from the, with the prototype with tom morris who's now no longer with us unfortunately uh he had the design and then we paid to prototype it and that became our first model yeah and then we just kept adding models as we went. And how did you, where did you sell them, promote them? And so it's funny because uh, we started the company with 100 grand. Wow. You can't do that today. <laughs> no. Or times have changed. Yeah. Or you need or, millions. You yeah. Need millions. Or make it domestically. 
You know, now I bet it's... There's no factories that can do that, right? So, yeah, well, we can go all over the place with this. (laughs) Yeah, that's a much longer story. Yeah. Um, But... But I'm just... Yeah, like you guys... It... it, For... We're building a Washington... You can make carbon domestically, but to be competitive in the price point, Hmm. it's very hard still. It's going to come soon. Yeah. But it it has to be more automated, that's the problem. Because carbon, I mean, we have a factory in... China that we built in 12 and we got all these I mean there's like 500 people I think there and they lay it it's all laid up by hand then it goes in the mold hmm. and then you got there's all the ladies do all the decaling because they have smaller hands and they're more meticulous yeah. it's interesting to see production from production you know, beginning to yeah. end yeah a, a lot, lot of that shit I love making stuff yeah so you called it Santa Cruz bicycles yes okay yeah and then, how long of a run did you... So, that was from 93, 94, we sold our first bike, and then uh, we sold the company in 2015. Dang. Yeah. So, no. from what I learned from skating... Who'd you, and who'd you sell it to? The company? Yeah. Uh, to Pond. It's a, a family-owned business uh, a conglomerate out of uh, the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Yeah. They had approached me in probably 12, I think it was, and uh, went Did over there and wasn't, they weren't throwing around what I wanted to hear as much at that point. I go, let's just keep in touch. And then I decided with Rich, I go, let's build a book and go to market and sell it. Because I was at a point in my life where my kids, they were old enough to show enthusiasm for wanting to carry that on legacy legacies yeah but they didn't mm. so and i'm like i'm 50 50 at that time and i'm like there's some things i want to do before i can't do them anymore yeah uh, good timing like like racing said, cars everything comes yeah. it's all timing in yeah so the, the racing you're kind of pissing me off bro <laughs> <laughs> why is that because you like killed it yeah yeah, I don't know. I just, I've had a fun time. Envious. Like, I'm yeah. saying it with. Uh, no, thank you, but it's. Yeah. yeah. We're paying homage a lot to of uh, hard, hard work. work. Yeah. yeah. So, backtrack a little bit. You, you you guys came out with your first bikes. Who was your? Who'd you sell to? Like wholesalers, art market, retailers, art competitions right across the street. Mike Senior owned Specialized Bicycles. Wow. Specialized. Okay. Lives right across the street. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How funny. And we've only been here a year. Yeah. And then I heard that he, it, it's funny because I, <laughs> like, I, I, I talked to Mike over the, you know, the last 20 years periodically, right? Because uh, one of the ex-employees was looking for a job there. I gave him a referral. Um, it, there's a lot of history. Yeah. I, I respect, I mean, the guy's built a empire. Yeah. Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the, yeah. It is. It's, that's one of the bike companies that come right. to mind and... The, 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 the biggest well, accomplishment for me is when you get the reader surveys from, uh, like, when they do a 15,000 survey, what bike you plan to buy, what's your favorite brand, and all that shit. And when we beat those guys, party. You're kidding yeah. me. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. How many years were they in business before you? Oh, he started in 70. Oh, you, you must be a thorn in the side. 74. No, no. Like I said, I, I was... I think competition. I respect the hell out of him. You're like, hey, did you see this next... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
See where I am? See where you are? But, but coming, coming from... He's a billionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but coming from your you know, professional we, skateboarding background and stuff, right. I knew the importance of marketing and putting together the syndicate. That, that's my strong suit, product I, and marketing. Yeah. And uh, when we built the, the race team, that so the race team didn't come until 04 is when we started the syndicate. And well, prior to that, money was, to build a team, like uh, yeah. a lot. What, what's the syndicate? So it's our race team for okay. mountain bike. And in the beginning, it was we had a couple downhillers, uh, an endurance cross country guy that solo twenty four hour races. Those guys are nuts. Ride your bike for twenty four hours. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> it was a really neat guy. Yeah, uh, Mark Hendershot. And I uh, people. then we had Jamie, who was a local kid I've known since he was in diapers. Uh, Goldman and uh, his dad Mike Goldman skated for Santa Cruz he did downhill and slow he was a pro for Santa Cruz back what in the 70s trip. and Jamie uh, did all the slope style shit the crazy you know like uh, uh, this one blank the thing in Utah uh, the, oh uh, comic uh, no 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 uh, freestyles no, no the slope style oh slope style uh, yeah. anyway I can't I'm John Blake. I just went blank sorry um so it was a real well-rounded team, but then we kind of got I, downhill was my focus, and then we we made the, the super team. team. Yeah, I brought in Steve Pete, uh, Nathan, well Nathan Rennie, then Steve Pete, and Greg Menard, and Josh Bryslin, and we pretty much dominated. So cool, crazy. Yeah. So it was more for me. It was always about the personality. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be not really great win contest rider like and races and whatnot, but you got to have the personality. Yeah, that's what makes that's a, you get, that's what creates the story or helps create the story. Yeah. Uh, because if there's a lot of guys in any sport that are, you know, yeah, my wife, I drive my wife nuts because my voice is very monotone. Sorry, honey, I can't help it, uh, <laughs> but. Charisma, you need guys that are yeah, out there that, that have energy yeah, and want to be around. Totally. And that's what, you know, that's what everybody else wants to be around too. Right? Yeah. Because I want to be fun. like that. I want to be like that guy, not because he want to event, but he's a freaking well, like, person. Exactly. He's fun. Going back to skateboarding, yeah. you know, and how meticulous and, and like opinionated skateboarders are and were and still are, right? Yeah. Like they they vote uh, most of those guys have to vote get voted in to be on a team, right? Like, like people. Yeah, that's, there's there's a lot of uh, that's political hell too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how it kind of worked pressure. before, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, sure. we're gonna we're thinking about putting. Oh yeah, in, yeah, no, no, no. What you call on? And that happens in every uh, sport. Yeah, like, and that's what right of, now with the current syndicate doing there was, that. There was some of that for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if it, well, I don't know about this guy. Or well, you're you're girl. you're yeah. yeah you're a tight knit group that has to probably travel together, has to oh. you do demos together. You want to be able to like hang with people like minded yeah. that you respect, exactly. but you also aren't going to have conflict with. You yeah. know, but right. You know, drama. So that's a yeah. Key I'm looking point. for a new partner. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you can have this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get nothing on me? <laughs> Just kidding. But to that point, all our kids grew up with these guys. Yeah. So we traveled, went to all the World Cups, brought the kids. Because when we were young, it was easy to pull them out of school and, and travel. Um, 
they saw shit that most kids won't see. Yeah. You know, because we were kind of known as the party team. Bless and, you. And, uh, <laughs> as you should Things be. got out of hand. I mean, back then, these guys could party all night and then go race the next day and, and still win. Yeah. But now the comp, the, it's, every sport is so competitive now. Yeah. I mean, you got sports psychologists. Yeah. Masseuse. Nutritionist. Yeah, nutritionist. Yeah, freaking, the whole thing. It's a fucking yeah. different planet. Yeah. It's a, it's professional. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we laugh at, uh, the surf, you know, the coaches. I mean, right, don't I, get know, me wrong. I, I watched the Apple thing, by the way. Did you watch that yet? The series? Like Apple. It's on you? Apple TV. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, Is it Kelly's? Yeah, I, I can't is it remember Kelly Slater's? Uh, the, the He's, in yeah. He's in a bunch. Oh, the series. WSL one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the one in Australia. I haven't seen is that, that Is that one that you're talking about? No, the one that, the WSL one. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. But yeah, like, there's so many, I mean, surfing's become a viable yeah. career. A totally. little bit, yeah. And you have all these, you know, coaches. Pressure. I'm glad uh, I'm not skating now, or if whatever yeah. sport, I'm glad I'm not doing. It. Every yeah. sport, they're they're all evil Knievels. Like we grew up with a guy that you know, like that. You're sending it, you know, like your life's yeah. on the line. Now. Your life's yeah. on the line all day, all every day. Yeah, like it's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, and and this is a knock, but Red Bull. And I don't agree. They push their athletes. Do you have a... Were you ever a Red Bull athlete? No. Yeah. No. Red Bull is Julian Wilson's sponsor. My boss's yeah. sponsor. They're... Uh, intensity in 10 cities? I don't really <laughs> respect what they did. They pushed the athletes to always... Too far. Mm. And... Yeah, it's extreme. People died. Yeah. And it's not right. Yeah. I'll yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, it's... So I don't... I Red Bull... Plus it kills you. There's yeah, a cancer, the terrine or whatever. Terrine, terrine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, they've lost there. one class action suit. I don't know, it was a long time ago now, but now they're doing all the better drinks for you and whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, when you talked about nasty. Yeah, when you talked about you know sports, you know, kind of you know you know habit, cyclical, cyclical. They're yeah. getting you know they have their moments and kind of dies down or whatever. I think part of that Red Bull X Games like you know push where it's like. Man, this was used to be a lifestyle sport, and you could participate. To now, everything from marketing to what you see on the YouTube or whatever NBC, it's a it's, business. You're like, well, it's, it, it's unattainable. It's a point zero zero one percent of what the normal public can do. Yeah, and it's like right. it just looks unappealing. It turns people off, and well, it happened in skate, the snowboarding, surfing, skating, BMX. And Olympics, and surfing and Olympics. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's fine, like to have that, but it's also like, man, you, you need to market like yeah. the family, the fun, the outdoors, the, the health, yeah. the life. That's lifestyle. what matters. Yeah, Dude, for sure. That, people relate to that. Yeah, and that's going to sell product. Like the parents are like, hey, I'm a snowboarder. I'm a ambassadors. I want to. It's, it's funny because what you what you said just now about the Olympics and how important the lifestyle is exactly what DB Fletcher said. Yeah. In in our interview with her, she's like. They didn't. They they missed the mark. Totally. Like you know, we're yeah. we're talking about the the aspirations. Yeah. She's like she said tan like not tandem um, hood hood ornament surfing. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like yeah, exactly. the classiness of of a hood ornament. Like, right. But I want my kids not to- like fucking backflips and when when 
I think it's crazy because it's all about sensationalism, right? For sure. Like clickbait, sensation, rock and roll. Sex sells it, I'm buying. But the the whole, when they, when it's action sports, right? Like they they make it all action sports, right? Surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, BMX, all that, right? And then they tacked on extreme. That's when it kind of like jumped the shark, right? Like you're like, wait what extreme they went extreme too far to what the normal folk as a a father and a family and and i love all these sports and i participate in them all i just want to go out and enjoy the culture and the sport and in my best times yeah yeah there's i enjoy watching these guys send it you know or go crazy but i don't need it 24 7 no and the marketing and the brands and 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 the you know i'm just saying that they kind of just took it too far, mm-hmm. even though that's a there's a lot of subcultures within each sport. It's like, man, bring back the the fun, bring back the family, bring back the outdoors, yeah. the healthy lifestyle, and of course you could still have the extreme part component. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it and just got too crazy. The, exactly, that's a really valid point, and that's what now I just remembered is Rampage in Utah. That oh Rampage, oh, yeah, Rampage. good call. So we had a couple guys that did that for a while, but I mean, you wiped out your dad. Yeah. Like and so I kind of stepped away from that. Granted, I appreciate the what it takes to do that. I don't know, but for me personally, this is my opinion that it's gone too far there, and the the risk. No one's died yet that I can remember, but there's been my friend, uh, one of our riders, Cedric Gracia. Well, he doesn't have hers right now, but he did for a number of years, and we're really good friends. His first time there, he got airlifted out. And I forget exactly, he had internal bleeding and everything is what it turned out to be. I forget exactly what, but he was on the stretcher and the copper's taking him out, right? And the guy's like, don't fall asleep. And he's like, well, you know, I was just kind of like, what do you mean? You're not going to wake up. Mm. And he's almost come out three times now. Yeah, that was the first one. Then he was in Italy at a World Cup and he fucked up and got launched, went over the bars. Did a flip and landed on a cut down tree stump and smashed his pelvis into fifty two pieces. Fifty two pieces? Yeah. Yeah. His pelvis? Yeah. That's not. That's so not really he went. That was in Italy. Went to the hospital there. His wife at that time was a nurse, and he was telling her what's going on, and she's like, "I'm coming now." Got there and got him out of there. Took him back to Andorra because he lives in Andorra, and uh, they got him all set. And, yeah, it took him a long time to heal. He came yeah. out of that with uh, like the handheld crutch things. You yeah, know, the walker, walk, walk. Not a walker. The they kind of clip around your okay, arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you walk like this. Yeah, it looked like he just came out of Auschwitz. Because oh he had lost so much weight, he had to sit. They put a pin through his leg here, and he was like, you know, cradled here. And yeah. just like for six weeks alone. Yeah. Yeah. Bad news. Because they didn't want him to, his pelvis to move whatsoever. Yeah, so he lost a lot of shit weight. But anyways, yeah. But I mean, that to yeah. that point, it's like you can appreciate what they're doing. It's an, it's crazy. Yeah, but you can you could die. Yeah, and again, it's is it really worth that? But to your point, the whole sensationalism of it, because people want to see. It's like Evil Knievel. Yeah, incredible guy in the sense that gave his word. You know, it's like he knew he was gonna eat shit, but he yeah. he said. Oh, I'm going to do it. And he did it. Yeah. 
I kind of like that. I like that. I know. I give it a lot of respect. Yeah. But as a as a brand, you know, you gotta you gotta you know you gotta figure out your customer or what your product want to sell, and you know, there's all there's so many variables on like you know finding your niche and whatever. And a lot of companies, I felt like either they're chasing a trend too hard and they miss lose their identity, or they like go after such a narrow niche, and it's like, man, if they just think like. How many bikes you could sell to a family, to a professional, you know, like to, you know, the mass, you know, it's all, you know, where you want to be. But like, I felt like a lot of brands kind of came and gone or lost, lost, you know, their kind sure, of way. Sure, they lost their, uh, you know, their identity, their, identity, their mojo, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, you got to really stay true to what your niche is. Yeah. And that's what I think we did really well at Santa Cruz Bikes. Yeah. And that carried from me through everybody that was there and then with the team, like my kids, you know, yeah. traveling and yeah. it was, yeah, you're, I missed that part because that's gone now because it's now it's become more corporate. Yeah. Yeah. But and you, like I said, the experience you had it was. up until that point and you're, you're now make, putting a team together, you know, they're the face of the brand. You know, you can't exactly. be everywhere. These people right. are your representative, you know, representatives. Totally. So it's like, you are know, you still with the company? Guys, yeah. 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 You're, you got the title? No, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's, uh, you're involved. I'm involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not on a, a big scale anymore now. Yeah. Good for you. It's been seven years already. Yeah. Which is hard to believe. It seems like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time is fleeing. Yeah. So, so what's, what do you fill in your time? Now, new businesses or just living yeah, life, kids, hobbies? Well, the kids are almost out of the house. Mm. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> You've won the lottery yeah. again. Oh, COVID yeah. put a hold on that. Sti- That's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, the, the bike stuff. Uh, the other stuff I'm really passionate about now is race cars. Uh, Jeez Louise. A lot of that. And, what kind of race cars? Uh uh, F Formula Threes and uh, uh, LMP Threes. Uh, we're founder of one of the uh, of our car club, or there's a group of us got together, and uh, so we're building that. That's kind of a little hobby side project. That's fun. And then my wife, she does jewelry, high end jewelry. So oh, wow. we sponsored uh, uh, the IMSA Sports Car Championship Series. Uh, one of the cars, the DPI, which is the highest class, uh, we're sponsored one of the cars. Wow. For JDC Miller uh, Mustang Sampling Motorsports. Long name. Yeah. Does she want to sponsor the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> jewelry or demographic? I'll wear some jewelry. No, it's worked good. I <laughs> hey, mean, for her. I'm wearing a late night with chalky jewelry right here. My daughter made that for oh, us. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Representing. So, Emmy. Yeah. yeah. Good she, job, Emmy. My wife. Uh, High-end jewelry? Yeah, around 210, like, because she worked for her father in, in uh, development for 10, 15 years or so, and uh, so, yeah, I'd buy her pieces, and then she would take those pieces and kind of tweak them and start playing with it, and then she People started like doing this as kind of a hobby, Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I never really saw the creative side of her, and then the stuff that she started doing, I'm like, wow, holy shit, she's fucking amazing at this, yeah. and uh, so been building that for the last decade now wow tower couple over here no kidding yeah so she's yeah it's it's nuts it's like 
you try and like I'm at the point now where I kind of want to wean myself from projects and whatnot. Yeah. But you know, she's really good at hey, let's do this now. Yeah. So we're doing yeah. this big soccer program now with I was kind of alluding to earlier with the Breakers FC, and it's kind of our you know we want to give back to the community and build this club and give uh, kids scholarships and you know people that can't afford you know the kids that play and Watsonville Salinas there's a lot of uh, uh, underprivileged kids that don't have that opportunity so we're giving that so our friend from Montenegro moved over here and he's an ex-professional soccer player and so he's the main guy behind the coaching we brought in the best coaching and we're, we had an affiliation with the federal or France uh, football federation. Wow. And that mythology is being taught into these kids that the problem with soccer is soccer is the biggest sport in the U.S. and youth especially yeah. and it will it's the biggest sport in the world. For sure. And with the problem here was the coaching wasn't done right and our, all three of our kids when they were young up until high school fifth and through high school played uh, soccer. soccer but the coaching wasn't where it was at and so it's kind of our her mission and our mission my, my mission, our personal mission to make sure that that's instilled in these kids and they have the opportunity to go from you know being impoverished to possibly being a, a professional player that's awesome be it MLS or Europe somewhere what's yeah. your wife's brand called Miss Ahara Miss Ahara Miss Lahara. Miss Ahara it's our kids initials so there's Sara Harrison and Mara so wow. that's the Sahara and the Miss is after Greg or he's the goat in mountain biking for downhill Greg Menar and Menar is M-I so Miss Sahara Miss Sahara like Miss and then Sahara yeah yeah cool fucking rad yeah. so that's been uh, yeah like I said she uh Always on the move. Yeah. She's over in Montenegro right now. So. Nice. Uh, always working. So yeah. we're working on the soccer project. We've been doing calls all day and there's like phones going nuts. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. It's, why you responded? <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminiscing. That was one second yeah, ago. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, she doesn't let me sit on my ass. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can't put the feet up yet. No. no. Work to be done. Yeah. So. Well, it keeps you youthful. I mean, it keeps you, you know, connected to, you know, there's so it's re- I'm sure it's rewarding, rewarding yeah, too. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everybody has, you know, if you have the opportunity to give back, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Because, shit. Yeah. Here's, here's it's what, been a lucky run, you know. Yeah. What we love about interviewing people, especially entrepreneurs like yourself, like you're, you're creating an opportunity for yourself. But, for but you're also creating hundreds of opportunities for hundreds of people. Right. Yeah. You know, like, it's a bummer that we didn't get to sit down with, with Rich uh, Novak yesterday. You got to interview him. Yeah. Yeah, we will. You, we better, will. you better just set aside like a half a day or a whole day. Totally. Yeah, totally. We would. The story is, he's a great story. <laughs> a great storyteller. Yeah. A lot yeah. of bullshit, but <laughs> just joking. No, but he's... But, but, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean that, that's the American dream, you know, like you right. guys lived it, you yeah. know, and the, the entrepreneurial spirit yeah. that we like get to hear about, you know, from yeah. from other like Bob McKnight, who helped start yeah, exactly. in the U.S., you know, and and my, our one of our best friends, Scott Vanderup, who did Crew and Supra 
Uh you know, and split even back in the day. And then now to somebody like you that, you know, you're, you're a Midwest kid that fucking saved up 600 bucks, you know, and weren't like, you weren't out here to become a professional skateboarder. You wanted to be a skateboarder and live the lifestyle. Right. Yeah, I wanted to skate with. In any sport, you want to skate with or do whatever, whatever the sport is. You want to be in the scene. With people in the scene for one, but you want to be able to ride a bike or skate or surf with people that are better than you because that's yeah. the only way yeah. you become better. Yeah. But you made a conscious decision to you know one because you're a fan of Santa Cruz you know skateboard the right. brand. Yeah. But, you know, getting that early job there, learning what's happening on the inside, oh, yeah. then just being an outsider, like, you yeah. know, trying to be a pro surfer, like it's almost worked to your benefit by not getting money at the beginning, at the beginning, yeah. you know, and you kind of grinded it out and did odd end jobs, but you also, you know, it probably made Novak you, gave you that opportunity yeah, for sure. And, but I, I mean, we were making money enough to live off for sure. I was making it, it wasn't. Like today, I mean, yeah. he's got but the, but the, some serious money. Now. But you could have been a professional, you know, hundreds of miles away from the heartbeat, of, mm. you know, but you were able to be in, yeah. in the mix. For See, me, at that time, that was the only option I had in order to really, because our scene, scene was this big, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I wanted to be at least in the scene that was yeah. where it was the core yeah. where all the new moves were coming from. Yeah. yeah. That's because I wanted to be better at what I did. But yeah. just the business side of it too, you know, like being, yeah, that came later, but here. later and after and during. Yeah. Yeah. I learned it was like, yeah. you know, we were talking about school earlier. Yeah, you know, you, like you said, Oh, I'll just go on YouTube and I can figure out how to do this. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the school, cause what they're charging for tuitions these days, well, yeah. it's, Nuts, nuts, it's and a, you're not getting really. Edu- I, there's, I think, if you're, you know, doctor, uh, lawyer, computer science, computer. engineer, yeah. and maybe a couple others, but you know, political science or oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're paying for you're, you're, you're spending seventy five grand a year for you're what? Paying a, for a beautiful piece of paper that says yeah, yeah and yeah. now that's not. Even worth anything. It doesn't matter really yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, I, it helps. I, I, yeah. I'm, but less and less. I may be naive. I got a kid going to college, first first kid. And and we look at it as, yeah, we're going to pay a lot, but it's it's all about relationships. Life's about relationships. And if, you know, if you're there, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to be surrounding yourself with hopefully like, you know, like minded people. But, you know, you go to a school that costs a lot of money. Yeah. You know, yeah, some of those kids are getting full rides and they're from underprivileged areas, but a lot of them are coming from affluent families, generational money. And if you make a good impression and you have these connections, like, and that's what we're teaching our kids. Like, look, you know, we're, yeah, you're going to go there. Yeah, you're going to go there. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. You're paying for networking potential. And that, and again, having these conversations with your kid, it's like, hey, that's not being shallow or, or, or degrading anybody or, or, you know, but it's that's a reality. Life. That's a reality. Yeah. We're trying to be honest and like, look, you don't have to go get straight A's. We just want you to do your best and, and, and make Focus sure you're on what you passion. enjoy for sure. Yeah. But, but again, a lot of school is bullshit that you don't really yeah. need to know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't even, they don't even really teach you how to balance a checkbook in school, which Dude. is insane to me. Yeah. Insane. Taxes, like how to fill out like your forms or anything how to, oh, my, what a credit yeah, all my kids well two have graduated and one's yeah still going through but how to build credit how to like you know they like, don't teach i go did anyone teach you how to do any of this yeah. shit and they're like no i go yeah. here it used to be called economics yeah 
Yeah, it did. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just I mean again, you know, if if you have a you got to find your kids passion or you know, they're going to tell you, you know, hopefully yeah. they have a passion, but right. if they, you know, if you have a kid that's mechanically, you know, inclined and he's like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a designer," you know, you're going to okay, how do we fulfill your sure. your niche, you know? If you got somebody that's business and whether it's computers or yeah, you just got to kind of guide them through and figure out like what's best. Yeah, if your kid's going to loves and going to be a doctor then you're like okay you know like that's a really respectful reputable you know yeah but every kid's different and every past different and you just try to figure out like what is gonna it's a bummer get them to that point because college has become just about prestige for a lot of people and it costs that much because of that right Mm -hmm. yeah and but it's up to good parenting to like like what you just described it's like well you know yeah you, you, if do if, your best yeah. and find right. find the niche that you, yeah, find the career you're going to be passionate about and and work hard towards. But I think a lot of people, when we were, you know, at the college age, it was more about uh, if college is going to make you right. Yeah, and that's fucking bullshit today <laughs> yeah. more than ever. Yeah, college doesn't make you. You make yourself totally want to be yeah i i was fortunate like you to be a professional and i was so blessed based on you know my drive and my you know hard work and and having a skill but i was buying a house and all my friends were out of college with degrees and didn't have a job (laughs) and they had debt and i was like you know, he was that good of a surfer. No, but it's like, you know, it was just, <laughs> you said to take. But, uh, you know, and again, I, I was jealous of them, you know, in a way. I'm like, wow, you guys went to college, you know, and they're probably jealous of me. And everybody has their own path and there's no right or wrong. It's just, you know, you, you try to figure out, like, the, yeah, it, the best it, opportunity. Yeah. Like, right. I went, the only reason I went back to school after all that, I went back because my wife was kind of pushing me. And, <laughs> and better so I, I, I spent... Because I went at night, said so there's only so many classes you can take because they're it's once a week usually at night, three yeah. hours a night, right? So that took four years to get through the JC to the two years of college. It took yeah. four because it was at night school. Yeah. Then I transferred to San Jose State. Damn, dude. And I went to San You're Jose You're glutton for punishment. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> but listen, so now I started the business and it's going, you know? Thank God. Because it was... Like marketing was my, I what I learned what uh, Novak and the guys at Santa Cruz taught, or how how I was mentored and what I learned through that experience, which was far greater than anything Any, these yeah, yeah. clowns could teach you at school. And yeah. I listened to what, you know, okay, you got to do this, you got to hit your target market for this. It's all based off big corporation shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this, and I'm, and we're starting a bike company. I'm like, I got to grill a market. They don't even touch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I told the guy, the teacher, and uh, I go, I, my company I started is taking off now, and I don't have the time to finish. And he's just looking at me like, yeah, yeah good luck. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude, I could teach your fucking class a lot better. No kidding, can. dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, yeah, anyway. No, I mean, that's, again, the American dream of, of having an idea and, you know, putting, going all in, you know, like yeah. this. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, that's the one thing. My wife was at a wedding a couple or a week ago and up in New York and all the, it was a small wedding, but all the, they were probably in her mid thirties, 
a lot of the people she was talking to, and she was super impressed. All these people are, you know, it's either private equity groups, banking related, somewhat, mm -hmm. but they're involved, and all these kids, well, I call them kids. Yeah. They're, they're throwing down big. Like, they're taking huge risk. And Going for it. She was pretty surprised, so to speak. Yeah. Because they were doing that. Because you don't, I don't mean, it's always there, I yeah. guess, but you don't, in that generation, yeah. Not, I don't see it too much. It's, it's yeah. a trip. It's changed because business now, like I told you, we started with 100 grand yeah. bikes. It, it's millions to do what we're doing now, to do it right. I mean, yeah. it's grill yeah. marketing. You sell, and then we sell capitalized for, we didn't get a line of credit until 2000, 2000, wow. yeah, right around 2000. Or we had a line of credit for years, and the bank would always call me going, hey, you going to use, use this thing? Yeah. Yeah, we will, yeah, we will. We just wanted, a, you know, it was insurance. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. And then we finally did, because we, we bought out one of our partners, and we threw it all on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, we're in different different times, but I feel like that that spirit is is still out there, and you know, um, as good mentorships or good parenting, like good surroundings, good people, mm. just take calculated risks. Yeah. You know, like the best you can. You yeah. know, timing, have a niche. I mean, there's a lot. There's no business like checklist. There are. You know, there's a lot of different philosophies on how to how to get. Right. To the winning. You can have but, 20 business plans and it's great because you want to sit down and, and have a, you know, but, a map, so to speak. Yeah. That map changes every week. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, I wanted to make that point of like you coming over here, you know, not, not trying to be a pro, but wanting to be in the scene and mm -hmm. improve and then luckily meeting these guys you know Novak and Fausto right and you had the talent and but then you had the work ethic to fucking work at the place right work at that's what Fausto NHS. told Novak he's like hey it's from the Midwest it's got a good work ethic yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you did it yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. you did it and I'm sure that's why you and Novak have been friends and partners yeah. for so long because yeah. you showed them your metal back, you know, back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, we could talk hours. <laughs> I know. We haven't even touched half the shit, so. I know. What, what, I what else do we got? Yeah. Well, it's just, uh, it's not worth getting into. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I, I don't know really. There's <laughs> like, there's, it's like well, Novak will take actually probably a week to hear all his stories. Yeah. They're yeah. really, <laughs> There's some really funny. Well, ones. I mean, we. But anyways, you know, no, it's, we we would love. Yes. Yeah, we no, would. Man, we would is... love to, you know, come back another time. And, yeah. and you know, when you the best, I, I'm really sad that uh, Novak couldn't make it today. Yeah. Because uh, when we get together, it's fun. Yeah. And ping off. There's some. Well, we'll do him. That and then you know we'll we'll, we'll set up when when we can come back. Up yeah, and we we definitely want to get his story. I mean, and I'm one with you guys both, together. Because yeah. honestly, like, we're we're entrepreneurs, right? Right. Doing a podcast, being sales reps, running our own businesses, right? Exactly. Not as successful as your ass, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. success but, is not determined by the dollar. No, totally. It's but um, yeah. 
it's it's for us it's really awesome to tell people's story yeah. you know through what for through our podcast exactly and, and like you know you're talking about rewarding like doing the um soccer right thing it's it's going to be rewarding you're giving back exactly but you've done that already too you know with with starting a business yeah but creating, it's it, yeah well, like i said it's creating like opportunities how many always how many ass. people did you have work working on payroll at oh um when you owned when it I, when i sold it it was 15 so there was probably 230 at that point 230 employees at santa cruz and then we owned 25 percent of the factory and there was 500 ish there yeah it's incredible yeah. see i mean that's a, that's fucking highly commendable like yeah for for what you know you're, you know you're just you're Thank you, yeah. yeah you know it's kind of an afterthought it's not even really talked about you know i don't to me yeah it, i know it's the people make the the company yeah, yeah. but you know as far as i don't that they're just part of the company they're they're the the culture right? yeah but but for I us, look at it that way is in yeah, in the it, sense of an accomplishment or whatever. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. What it makes it yeah, yeah. special. Yeah. It's what makes it. And but in in our eyes, it's like fuck, man. This guy not only created a successful business mm-hmm. and made money off it, right? But you also fucking helped a lot of other people have five hundred people in a factory and two hundred thirty people here. Yeah. That's a lot of mouths and livelihoods. And families that you supported, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you can look at that. Yeah, way. We yeah. love that. That's what we gotcha. want to okay. celebrate, you know. Okay. And like we come from Huntington Surf and Sport, right? Aaron Pie uh, borrowed sixty grand from his dad to to help start his business, right. and that was nineteen seventy eight, right? That's a lot of and, money back then. Yeah, it's a lot of money back then. Yeah. And here, here we are today. He employs one hundred and fifty people. Right, and he's been doing that since 1978. Right, you know, I worked there for 12 years. I'm, yeah, the the small like you talked about the corporate world, like the the small mom and pop business is that's America. It's yeah. what this country you know? built on. Yeah, and, 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 and it needs to be celebrated, great. and it yeah. needs to be embraced, and yeah. we need to shop yeah. local, and we need to support you know core brands and yeah. core retailers, and and that you know this gives this platform gives us right. a chance to celebrate like Lyndon said and expose it and, and really yeah. get people like hey you have a lot of options out there with you know the dot coms the yeah. amazons and and or whatever and you know you get that's a whole another world but it's like you it's know right look, over the hill hey pay, yeah <laughs> it's pay, another country pay a little bit more because of this and what they're doing and, and yeah. you know yeah. and, and why you should you know when you have options like you know it's, hey it's mm. not always the cheapest is the best yeah. you know yeah people want to Save money and people want a good product, say but, but there's a lot of, a lot of options, and we're we, gonna say it. Fuck Amazon. Too. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> oh, unless you want sponsor, I, I can go off. Yeah, just kidding. My brother-in-law. But but I, I, and, 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 you know that's why we love this format talking to you know yeah. like I said people like you because we expose you know one of you know tens of thousands of you know small business owners that you know we're able to you know, survive this survive so. Shit. To your point, small business is what built this country. Yeah. Amazon is what's destroying it. Yeah. For sure. So my brother-in-law did Steely. You know what Steely is? Uh, 
it's like a steel ball bearing you put on the back of your yep. phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it pivots, right? So he sold that to this other guy. And the other guy had more money to fight knockoffs and whatnot. Mm. Amazon was funneling money to Chinese companies to knock off. So they were selling on Amazon, but Amazon was at this level. I mean, it, you know, I don't know how to work that big. Thousands, right? millions of products, but yeah, yeah that's what right. they do. Yeah. Right. But they funneled the money. Anyways, they got the Fed involved in it, and they actually shut them down. They got to go to the uh, office or whatever, warehouses, and take all their shit. Awesome. Out. Yeah. Because they were, I mean, they're patent infringements galore. Yeah. yeah. But Bezos is a pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. And he's destroyed America. Yeah. Because they didn't make money for 20 years. All in the goal of taking over multiple industries. Yeah. And destroying the mom and pop. Yeah. Yeah. That's gone. Gone. Yeah. You look at... Not totally. No. But he's done a great job of... For sure. I mean, it. you look at... The, the landscape of retail, like the malls are dying, you know, like... Oh, God. Like, I mean... COVID? Yeah. When uh, we were driving, like, from Florida up the coast to, for car races and whatnot, that was the traveling I did during COVID. It was in the U.S., right? And uh, we'd be going down, like, up I-75 or went in Florida, and you just pass these strip malls. Fucking empty. Devastated. Everywhere, and you're just like, wow. Yeah. The transfer Ooh. of wealth that, that happened in yeah. those two and a half years is... It's, it's insane. Yeah. You know, people are like, well, I, I, you know, still making a living, this and that. It's like, dude, they just ripped... Corporate mentality yeah. and corporate greed. There, I just watched a documentary with my uh, youngest the other night. Yeah. <laughs> I, at all costs, it's yeah. all about the dollar. Fuck everybody, fuck reputation, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all about the dollar, the bottom line, in the sense, you know, in ways that it's just it's not human yeah it's inhumane the the, the methodology they have all for the mighty dollar and the power because there's what 10 corporations or whatever that pretty much control the world yeah yeah. And, and, yeah there's there's a handful in almost every industry that it's a monopolies in almost every industry yeah and they, From, you know, we're gonna fucking take it back yeah. <laughs> no, where did the antitrust shit go yeah yeah these politicians are a bunch of clowns oh, they're paid out gosh. Google should be yeah. fucking broken into a million pieces yeah all these that yeah. uh, it's gross yeah, yeah. Well, we we anyway, so we, no, we, we try not to it's talk just, religion hey, or politics. You, you, the skateboarder, you, you just get older. Yeah. Hey, the skateboarder, and you just lashed out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's frustrating to watch. Yeah. And grow up in a time when it was so fucking awesome, creative, yeah. creative, and free kind of. I yeah. mean, not the creative part, just the the free them. The freedom's fucking yeah. gone. Our well, kids can you yeah. again grow you, up like you, we did. You're mature. You're wiser. You you have kids, and you want them to have the same I'm opportunities you did. Yeah, <laughs> but you want them to have the same opportunities you did. You know, at least have options. And it's, yeah, like we were talking earlier about the play date thing. Yeah. It's just like fuck. You know, yeah. we went, came home from school, and then your mom had no uh, clue man. where you were at yeah. until you came home for dinner. Yeah, like everybody's paranoid because the media made everybody paranoid. Oh, this guy's gonna drive around van and duck your kid. Yeah, my so, my. Uh, my parents, you know, we're, I'm, I'm an immigrant from the Philippines. I was born in the Philippines and moved here when I was like six years old. Okay. And my, both my parents were, you know, 
a lot, like from dawn to dusk, right? Yeah. So I was pretty much a latchkey kid, and my dad was a, a night watchman, a guard, right? right? So he would work graveyard, and my mom would be gone all day, and he'd be sleeping all day. So for a Filipino kid and parents, they didn't know what I was doing. And I was running amok. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I, I was lucky that I'm glad my parents gave us an opportunity to come here. But, yeah, I mean, the way we lived, like, I I didn't have any check-ins or call-in or, you know what I mean? Like, I'd, so, I'd be like, it's Friday. I'm going to spend, I'm going to be gone for the weekend. Yeah. Oh, when are you coming home? Probably Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. yeah. yeah. Way different times. Way different times. But yeah, I mean, again, thank you for your time. Yeah. And this is uh, awesome. We, we want to get uh, thank you guys. Rich on and then do a, maybe a follow up with both of you since you have. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. My pleasure. And thanks to guys like you with the fucking American ingenuity and entrepreneurship and hard work. Like, yeah. your examples to the future generations, you know? So. This has been fucking awesome. I don't know about that. Yeah. No. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's funny, man. Like I, I have this kid, um, Dylan McDonald, who who's a surfer, and he went to USC uh, School of Business, right? right? And he's like a wealth management guy now. And when we first started the podcast, you know, we started having these, you know, like Scott Vanderite, Bob McKnight, and he'll text me every once in a while and, and be like whoa, like every business major should listen to your podcast because all these, you know, entrepreneurs spit out gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's awesome. And we, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of similarities in in common denominators across Mm. a lot of them, but it's, again, it's hard work, risk. Hard work, a lot of that, I, you know. To your to that point, that's the thing that I get a little bit concerned about. Mostly, I guess, yeah. it's just that work ethic. You know, God, yeah. I hope I instill it enough in my kid. My yeah. oldest, yeah, I see it. My son, I see it in the sense that, yeah, he's when he's focused, he's doing it, yeah. and you know, like he's unlike my wife or I. Hey, this. <laughs> This, my wife. You're not mine. getting any of this unless you freaking produce and be a contributing yeah, member well, to that's society. Where we butted heads a little bit. It's like I don't want to leave him with shit. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave him with a house because that's going to probably be the hardest thing to obtain. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, yeah. they're on their own. Yeah. Dude, just Amen. get him a Camaro. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm in your boat. Like, hey, this we're this, so fucking nobody, fortunate. Nobody gave this to you. You came to California. You know, like I don't want to keep repeating, but like, yeah. you built an empire, like your life, like mm. you know, yeah. and you hope that your kids don't feel fuck it up, fuck it yeah. up. But like, hey, this entitled. Like, yeah, I tell my kids all the time. You want this lifestyle? You better fucking make something of yourself because yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not dying anytime soon. I hope not, you know, unless I get hit by a bus or lightning. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's you want them to have that, that same drive yeah. and that work ethic and, and be able to create their own lane and not just, right. you know, give me. Although I, I'm more than happy to help my kids out if, if to help, you know, show me. If they're showing you, yeah. For sure. Work. And that could be college and it could be starting a business or it could be, you know, helping them get a condo, you know, sure. whatever. Hey, 
you're going to get a condo and you got three roommates and you're going to sleep, you know, like, yeah. okay, cool. Let's make yeah. it work. You I know, like there's, so many, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity out there and, right. you know, hopefully they, you know, will take advantage yeah. of, you know. It's a good thing his so wife like, is really smart. Yeah. And I mean, mine too. Yeah, all <laughs> I mean, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. Thank you. The thank you, wives. Without, yeah. We wouldn't be where we're at. Yeah. Totally. Without a doubt. And, and I, it's funny, I was on a call earlier today and I, uh, Bill, Bill Barr, the comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Watch his new thing. That's fucking hilarious. Hilarious, yeah. So he goes off on uh, women and how, <laughs> you know, there's been tests given that women across the board are smarter than men. Yeah. And he's like, why in the fuck <laughs> aren't you guys running everything? <laughs> <laughs> It's an excellent point. Yeah. If you're so fucking smart, yeah. And this is not a man or woman hate. No, 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 it's not play. It's just it's a comedian. Yeah. 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 Comedy. Yeah. Can we talk about comedy anymore? Love it. Because the woke might yeah. freak yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me on all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. God bless comedians. It's just no. I mean, no. We we, we appreciate it. Yeah. Soft. Yeah. So, yeah. Not everyone, but a lot. Anyway. Yeah. But Skate, it's, you gotta watch the Bill Barr thing. It's I, I was watching it last night and I was rolling. It's so I good. love it. Yeah, yeah. but it, you know, it's like <laughs> just watch it. Because okay. I, I don't want to get too far into it. No, I, I'm. I, I was like, yeah, we want to laugh. He hit it. He, you know, it's like one thing. I'll, I'll mention this. They talked about uh, basketball, and then the uh, WNBA, right? Equal pay. Okay. You know, all these feminists, right? Well, why the fuck aren't you going to the goddamn uh, basketball game? Yeah. Because there's, you know, like 50 people watching the game. Yeah. And there's, you know, sold out arenas for yeah. the men. Well, the you know, the men, you know, they can get along and everything. If the women can fucking get along, they'd fucking rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> right? Shit like that. Hey. Now, that wasn't verbatim, but no, you, know, but you get yeah, the gist. We, right? we understand, yeah. yeah. And, and put LeBron in a tutu and a freaking bra and put him in WNBA and... Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just where we're at. And like, like you said, it's, it's, um, it's, we're in weird times. Yeah. You know, but I think things are turning. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, I think, I, mean, uh, I, I think that will get, it's, people are up to here with the bullshit. Yeah. Not, it's nonsensical. We're starting to see through it more and more. Yeah. 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 But we, we love, we love everybody. Yeah. You know, right? We sell. We celebrate. Not everybody. Well, you know right. what I mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. if you think one way, they yeah. call you a racist now, no. and it's ins- absurd. Yeah, I, I want to uh, live. I don't know what that. Um, <laughs> God, what was that movie? It's, it was like the guy walks in the house. He goes, "You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Like, it's like you're you cool. Mean. You're cool. Fuck you. Was it the was it the guy comedian? I think so. I, I can't remember the guy, what the Danny uh, the curly haired dude. I can't remember oh. who it was, but it was just the funniest thing. What, it's like, uh, what? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hey. going. Now we're gonna bullshit. Yeah, common sense. Be cool. Be respectful exactly. to those that earn respect. You know, like it's just yeah. come on, just be a good but good human. Treat people be, like you would want to be treated. That's yeah, that's well, it's well, really that easy. Uh, There's yeah. it, everything makes it's become. Too complex. Yeah. All the fucking pronoun shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get into it with my youngest on that. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I just want 
simple things. Yeah, I don't, then everyone gets it and yeah. we can move forward. Yeah. But if you make it overly complex, yeah. and then you're uh, scolded or yeah. put down for... Well, just everybody needs that. Ma- we're making a mistake in today's world right now. Yeah. Like, uh, he was talking about John Wayne or Sean Connery. It's like, uh, he talked about, you know, my girlfriend or wife, well, you know, you, you got to put them in place sometime, a little slap or whatever, right? <laughs> oh, he'd be in jail right now. Yeah. 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 It, it's, yeah. yeah. We grew up in different times. Exactly. Yeah. And we're doing our best to navigate through this crazy world, <laughs> yeah. you know? But let's end this thing on a good note, <laughs> you know. Dude, uh, thank you. No, thanks for congrats coming on out. all your success and, and everything you. that you got um, in thanks the pipeline. Thanks for Kelly for uh, setting it up. Yeah, yeah thank you, Kelly. On the beach, give you the on the, the beach promo, surf shop. Kelly. Yeah, on the beach surf shop well, and uh, Pacific Grove. Pacific Grove. I so Kelly and Mike they sponsor me in eighty. Shit, Locatelli. Yeah, yeah, eighty six. Nice. Yeah, Perfect. that's how you guys met. Uh, that's how I met uh, Kelly because mm. they were starting the shop in Carmel. Yeah, and then uh, Mike I'd known uh, for a couple years before that. Yeah, so missed you. Yeah, he was a good guy. Great guy. Yeah. Well, Whoa. thank you, Miko. Shut up. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Thank Barn, you, Rob Scott. All right. Yes. Woo! Thanks, dude. That was Appreciate epic. it. It's great Peace. to meet you guys, too. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down, the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade Shade Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.